You are listening to Thursday Nights, Episode 50. stands out amongst the others with its silvery blue facade depicting swirling flames and symbols around the doorway. People move in and out with little concern for your presence, though there are a few guards posted at the entrance who have taken notice of you. This is the building of the headquarters of the Order of Blue. Do the people seem unfriendly? Uh, The people seem of um, the same disposition as you find kind of walking around the most common parts of town. Uh, you know, so yes, you turn yes. <laughs> turn some heads, but other people don't care, you know. Okay, so the guards aren't necessarily going to attack us. You notice a sneer or two uh, when you know, walking by, and you see them wearing the symbol of the isolationists. Oh, are there more of them around here, or is this the other side of town? Here's the map. Yes, I don't have the map. It's probably kind of like okay. Second. Is this the more isolationist side of town, or the more reclamist It's on the uh, left side, which is the... Uh, Reclamationists. Reclamists. Yeah. Reclamists. Okay. So, those are the guys who are a little less... pissy, I guess. I don't know. It's on that side of town. Yeah. yeah. We got turned away from them earlier. Yeah. The west side of town. Yes. Well, we're standing in front of the door. There's nothing so what's to do. the plan here? We just go we in and, and ask. I mean, if they're not start burning fingers and taking no, names or whatever. No, we're not burning any more fingers. Hopefully, Ren doesn't want to burn any more fingers. That's, I'm he glad feels, you got out of your system. He feels bad about that. So it'll at least be a few more weeks before that happens. A broken, again. Fi- yeah, <laughs> gentlemen. Until he gets on another power trip. Wow. Broken fingers heal after a while. That guy's. You guys are discussing gone. this outside of the. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. I'll say yeah. it. That makes sense. Uh, so let's go see who we can have an audience with. Walk up to the door. Smile at the guards in a kind of can we go in sort of way. I wonder if this place is like. Is there a person in charge, or is it sort of like a? That's what I'm trying to find out. We'll see. We'd like to Walking up to the door, the uh, you've received you receive the greeting that has become familiar to, to you. Documents. <laughs> already, already has the handout. Uh, looking over it, one of them, uh, I'm kind of clearly reading the sigils on Aurora's hand, and he looks up and he says, "You are investigating." He says, "You are here to investigate." We're here to ask some questions. He says, what is the suspicion? I'm much more interested in talking to someone in charge about these sorts of things. It's sensitive. He says, I determine if you get inside. Can I... Go ahead. What was I just... See, hopefully. She gets a 36. He says, he says, okay, but we will be keeping an eye on you. As they, and they check each of your, uh... Documents eyeing uh, your weapons, but then step aside, letting you in. Yeah, awesome. All right. Got that right. So, can you point us to whoever 
We do need to talk to him. She says. They walk through the door. I'll just, I'll, I'll just, you know what? You stay there. I'll go find him. Or I looks for someone who looks like they're in charge. What's the interior of this place look like? Is it a waiting room or like the main room of a bar? Or how's this? Uh, it's a very large building, uh, and inside is kind of a. Not quite a reception area, but it's sort of like the main floor of a large mansion. There are uh, some stairs that go, uh, some curving stairs that go up uh, to an upper area, as well as uh, many rooms that are kind of open, not a lot of closed doors. And there are some people milling about. Uh, How obvious is the evidence of spell plague and spell plague effects? Twelve. Perception or Arcana, Arcana, right? Uh, Coleman, uh, you know, he's looking around trying to see, but uh, he just doesn't quite, you know, he doesn't really know what he's looking for. It's not a familiar yeah. phenomenon to him. Because I mean, it was very evident back in the fight, right? Like obviously things were flying around and effects, so it doesn't, there's nothing outwardly like visible. One guy burned the, his arm off from the blue wall, fire stuff. The walls aren't pulsing with blue fire. <laughs> right. That's basically what, that's basically what I'm saying. I mean, if this is an order of blue flame, does blue it fire. have blue fire? Does, it doesn't have that kind of. It doesn't have plagues, spell plague kind of like visual effects. All no, this is not a plague lance in this building. It is a normal building. Gotcha. Oh, did we get that guy's name, by the way, the one we captured? Pretty sure we didn't. We did not. We didn't. Is he dead? <laughs> no, he was left with me. Such a small oversight. So uh, he had such so a critical one. Locked up. Uh, and await, uh, like, trial and judgment, she basically said. He becomes the Walking in, you see some people mulling about, definitely turning some heads, but not uh, as many as uh, on, on the streets, you know, kind of people are just kind of looking around, and one person who is dressed wearing a um, noticeable symbol of the Order of the Blue Flame on his, uh, on his robes walks up to you, and he says, may I help you? Yes, if you're the one in charge. He says, uh, he says, I hold some authority. My name's Aurora. Warlord. Uh, he reaches out his hands and he says, I am Loremaster Flays. Flays, is it? Is it with an I or a Y? Three characters pull out a notepad. <laughs> All right. Now we may talk. Uh, we wish to talk to you concerning some uh, disturbing discoveries uh, during our investigation. Is there a place we could talk more privately? Castle furtive glanced people milling about. He says, What is this regarding? Uh, we'd like to ask you some questions regarding the murder of Prince Ilfman. He says, He says, Really? Uh, what can I help you with? Uh, or what, what can I what ask just, away? <laughs> Did he have any association with your order? He says, uh, mo- he says, as royalty, he uh, would come here and visit sometimes, see uh, what it is that we're up to, and check in. Uh, many people in town have had some sort of passing interaction with us. What is it that you do here? He says, we uh, study the spell plague. Um, how much awareness do you have of people who are spell-scarred within the area? Or do you have much 
knowledge about their goings on or whereabouts? Or? He says we are. Um, we also function as a support group for those that are spell scarred and who have had lasting contact with the spell plague. We uh, help them to better understand their affliction and, in some cases, to be able to uh, control what can sometimes become uncontrollable. Brenda says, Is insanity in the list of the effects of spell plague? He says, Absolutely. He says that at uh, high exposure levels, it can be, uh, it can lead to, you know, some very dangerous effects. Do you take any responsibility for these people you support? He says, no more responsibility than a kensei may have for his student, if that's what you mean. Do you, are you saying that someone we may have helped is involved in the murder? Yes. Brian says, I have a question. What is to the point, Hugh? Before we answer that, Brian has a question. Do, when you say that you help these people, are you, I mean, it is common knowledge that when you get the spell plague, and oftentimes you can kind of harness that power and and use it to enhance powers that you already have. Do you teach them this? Or is this more dealing with the, the hardship of... He says, he says, yes, that is part of uh, what we help some people do. Those, there are some people who have become changed by the plague such that it can be detrimental unless they can learn to control that energy and harness it. It is especially more popular here with, uh, with the Amaskari for, um, he says, for we are people that love to study magic. Hmm. Indeed. Um, do, do, okay. um, not to him, Bernice asks, asks his brain, um, What's the average lifespan of Amaskari? After dealing with Shadar Kai... Human, um, I think, right? It's about the same as human. Uh-uh. Right say, uh, he says, that is... You're asking me? No, I'm Brandis just was trying to recall. knowledge of the Amaskari people. Like, oh, almost impossible to say, because they deal so much with uh, the arcane and magical augmentation okay. that, um, you know, some can last... Very short, boom, <laughs> and very long with because, magic augmentation, right? Exactly. Very short. <laughs> like it. Uh, Colburn yeah. says mm, the side effects, mm, insanity. Has there a history of hearing voices related to the spell plague? He thinks for a moment and he says, "I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but uh, nothing with any regularity. No. Has there been crimes committed or?" Acts taken, drastic actions taken based on these voices people hear? He says, uh, I suppose maybe. Uh, that's not the sort of thing that we track. Uh, it's possible. He says, those that are too far gone from the spell plague uh, rarely uh, come in for help. Where are they? He says, it could be anywhere. Well, I imagine they'd stand out anywhere. He says, yes, but if they are insane, they would probably be treated by society much like any insane person would and be put down. Well, I suppose that's one way to deal with it. 
Do you have any knowledge of large groups in the area of people suffering from this sort of beyond the beyond the norm effect of spell plague? He says, perhaps if you tell me what it is that you are actually dealing with, I can better help answer your question. I did. Huge. Large groups of people affected by spell plague. He says, you mentioned that uh, you are concerned that some of our people are involved in the murder. He says, I would like to talk more about that. Hugh tries to recall just... The guy clearly said he was associated with the Order of the Blue Flame. Did he indict them that the Order of the Blue Flame told me to do this, or... No, he no. didn't say I that forget. at all. He simply he did, said he, he lives there because they gave him housing. Okay. He said Good. nothing more than that about them. Groovy. I just couldn't remember if he was saying, like, they told me to do it if they're bad or something. Maybe we could describe the guy, since we don't know his name. Or try to give him a, a, a rough description of the person that we captured see if he recognizes him. He says, do you know this particular person? Do you know someone like this? We have a magical way of showing an image that's more exact. Do I just see his body? Have Dustin's a with us? Do you have some powdered left from his finger? <laughs> be, I have some under my finger. Yeah, anyway. Like, in a high magic, can we just like do a Heptos is totally all psychic. You can just like put his finger on the guy's head and like, ah, that's who you're thinking of. Heptos do that. Um, he says, um, when Aurora describes the man, he says, that does sound a little familiar. There was someone that we had uh, been giving uh, housing here by that uh, description. Ren asks, is there anyone amongst the group here that you have noticed is particularly troubled or would warrant being on some kind of a watch list for their behavior or attitude or... He says, I ask again, perhaps you could explain to me what it is that you're investigating. What have you found? Perhaps I can help if you actually give me the details. You are uh, clearly holding back. Ren gets tired of beating around the bush and he says, we got attacked by some guys with Spellscar when we were investigating the crime scene. He says, attacked? Yep. He says, how many were there? A lot. How do you know that they were... were, uh, Spell scarred. It's kind of obvious. He says, so the scars were uh, very noticeable. Yes. Yeah. Very. They summoned, and also in their magic. They summoned a large creature. Which uh, we destroyed. He says, what sort of creature? Uh, it was large. Do an insight fire check. Fire. I, I want to do an insight <laughs> check. On a large side. fire-based creature. What did it look like? What? Was it a tragedian? Coven thinks. Well, that, says, no, uh, that was nothing. That was nothing? Mm. Oh, that was the lobster that doesn't mini. A large, yeah, yeah, flaming, amorphous monstrosity. He says, what color was the flame? I don't remember. Blue. Isn't it blue? He blue. says, that flame. is interesting. He says, this does sound like spellfire uh, magic. He says, this is very concerning. He says, how, uh, how many of them were there? There were the three guards and the two casters. And they also summoned spell-plagued abominations from the Residium Forest. Brandon says they attacked with calculated precision and intent. They were certainly more organized than a group of insane spell-scarred. Indeed. Though they claimed voices told them to attack us. He says, uh, he says, they said this to you? Uh, the one who spoke, yes. He says, was this before or after they attacked? After. He says, I see, I see. And he starts thinking, he says, he says, yes. He says, uh, 
he says, this is... Hmm. And he says, give me give me a moment. I must consult somebody. Can you do an inside check to see if this guy seems yeah, genuinely I, concerned? <laughs> well, I, what I want to know is what... And then he, he starts walking out of the Is room. he genuinely concerned about this? Or is he making a bolt for the door? <laughs> <laughs> inside check. Uh, a natural one. Solid one! Which, wow. which produces not a one, but a 22. Uh, he also insights and gets a 23. Whoa! Wow. The guy <laughs> seems, um, the guy seems... But not is. Seems. The guy seems genuine. Uh, I mean, he is, uh, he seems like he is being, um, he's trying to be helpful here, and, uh, there's, he's not really, uh, you know, betraying any nefarious intent. Okay. So the nefarious intent is not betrayed. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, the nefarious intent that he definitely has. <laughs> he's not showing When he walks away, um, does he provoke an opportunity attack? <laughs> does, he, does he cackle? That's <laughs> how you know he's an enemy. <laughs> how large is his mustache? Is it wax and curled? <laughs> um, wait, so, he's walking yeah. away? Yeah, he said he's going to go. Should we wait here? How long is this going to take? He says, he says, it'll just be a moment. He says, make yourselves comfortable. He says, there's, uh, um, he says, we have... Some um, comfortable chairs. He says, "There are some chairs in the next room. You can uh, you can sit around. Do you have any our, books? Our lounge." He says, "Yes, there is some literature." Then he walks away. Literature. Again. You always know what kind of guy you're dealing with when they call it literature. Uh, he makes it out of the waiting room, but he goes up the stairs. Active perception checks. Yeah, <laughs> actively. As we walk back, Brandon says, "Keep your wits about you. We are in the haven of the people that house." The group of attackers that tried to kill us. Yes. When pays close attention to Brandis, then goes back and checks the door to see who is outside. Yeah, someone maybe should watch. Not not like obviously paranoid about it, but just keep an eye out. Do we have our our other guys with us, Heptos and Zahar and, and Keeper? Do they they are traveling with they us are there. to do this? Yeah. Okay. It's a very comfortable room. Uh, you know, this place is, um, you know, pretty high budget. A whole, 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 whole affair. Little here. mansion here. I mean, it's like a, it's like a mansion that's it. been. Kind is of it bigger on the inside? Like all awfully these well funded. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Much bigger on the inside. No. Social services. The outside was already well. large. The inside's even larger. Something's got to be going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aurora mm-hmm. starts to flip through Those the literature dollars. to see like what this place. Are there any uh, handy pamphlets like yeah. Are there Spell pamphlets? Plague and You? Spell Plague and You? <laughs> Mastering Your Plague? Um, there are some uh, some books that appear to be you know like research journals of uh, people studying the Spell Plague as Aurora flips through it. She's um, kind of talking about uh, detailing a series of pilgrimages that this author went on into the uh, into plague lands to. To better study its effects and to uh, to find what sorts of things are inside, he talks of abominations and the challenges of traversing the uh, Ooh. the plague land. Is there anything in there that might uh, assist us if we were to go to a spell plague location? Yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't read like a survival's guide or anything, but it's certainly kind of talking about these plague lands, uh, talking about how the ground is always seeming to shift as if you're uh, you know constantly on. Um, Constantly standing on a, kind of a slowly moving terrain, you know, terrain, and uh, talking about the the beasts that are there that who have been changed by excessive exposure to the to the spell plague and the the detrimental effects it's had on them. It's just complete insanity. These 
creatures common in the Underdark that have been plague-changed. Uh, he constantly uses the term plague-changed. It uh, seems like it's a bit of a treacherous place. Plus one to defense. Does the uh, description of the plague-changed folks fairly well describe those abominations that popped out of the trees? Or They were a little bit different. They were like moving yeah, through the trees similar, um, similar um, sorts of descriptions of the deformations of uh, the bodies and stuff. It does seem to match up. Okay. Do the people that get the the plague changed people, if they end up going crazy out there, how often are there? I mean, do people ever just wander Dude, into the city crazy. and try to attack them? Are there like groups of people that tend You're to band for a together? Book that tells us, well, like schizophrenic. Crazy. Yeah, does it mention anything like that? No, it's just talking about a guy normal uh, pilgrimage, uh, but he didn't like say it. okay. No, he wasn't talking about that many cities to have the same schizophrenic. But he didn't. I, I, I think you're right, Brandis. I, I think it's it's too convenient that all these crazy folk found each other and happened to well, I wonder, fake a blackened swords I attack. I wonder, and Brandis like, didn't quite. Yeah, close. we're all being sneaky. Um, if the insanity, the schizophrenia is there, but it can be easily tapped into. Mm-hmm. The idea that, oh yeah, they were going crazy, but someone stepped in and oh. said, this is what the voices are really telling you. Yeah. Or maybe even took the form of a voice. Sure. There is that ability. There is magic. always the possibility yeah. that it yeah. could have some tie into a wrath. I mean, he did seem to gain a whole lot of followers after he accessed the throne of Omenond. Oh, you Perhaps mean wrath? Yeah, wrath. I mean, his MO doesn't usually include people who don't believe out of their eyes and stuff. True, that was a little bit different and odd, but still, it, mind control there. That's true. Well, maybe. Several minutes later, the lower master comes into the lounge. And he says, he says, yes, please, come with me. May I ask who you were talking to? He says, I was talking to, uh, to the commander of, uh, of our order here. He says, he gave me some information that I would like to communicate to you in private. Excellent. Communicate... As at your leisure. And he uh, <laughs> he leads you up the stairs Ren. to uh, behind one of the closed doors. Ren follows. Yeah. Ren just follows. Ren just follows. In the, the uh, <laughs> going through the door, you find that as you step through, all of a sudden the noise from outside the door completely stops. You can no longer hear the chatter or the footsteps of anyone downstairs. And he says, "This is a private place where we can talk." Do you normally have private places like this? He says, yes, uh, it, is, uh, it is useful when people wish to confide information that they would not want everyone hearing. Nice totally trick. bangs on the wall to see if it makes much sound. It does, within here. Yes. He says, nobody from outside can hear, as he looks to Coleman. Kind of like, looks around. As in around. no one, says, can, no says, one can hear our He says, you are a curious, curious beast. Coleman looks at him with a pretty straight face. He says, what are you? He is pretty inquiring. Colvin says, My name is Colvin. You said you had <laughs> something to tell us? He says, Yes, sorry. Uh, comes with the profession. I am, I am curious. I should like to talk to you later. When you are done, of course. He says, Return here. Or a tapser. He says, There has been. Our order does keep track somewhat of uh, tales of uh, disturbing. 
of those disturbed too heavily by the spell plate for us to understand, he says, or for us to help. And he says, it is very concerning to us. We, we try to spread the message that those that are spell scarred are not to be feared and that they can live amongst everybody. And they are, they are not, they are not abominations that should be cast out. And when stories such as you are telling me now circulate, it is not very good for your organization. He says, yes, but not not even for our organization. It's not good for the people uh, commonly afflicted. It is unfair to them. For most, most people that, that come to us are perfectly normal people and just with unfortunate deformities. He says, so it is part of our business to, uh, to keep track of these sorts of things. And, uh, to maintain although, your image? Although not known to everybody, I do have some information I could give you that you could perhaps investigate. That would be wonderful. He says, there is uh, an organization that operates uh, from the nearby plague lands, we are fairly certain. Really? He says, yes. Things live out there. I mean... He says, there are those that choose to live within the plague lands. It, it is people. a dangerous thing, and while we do send people in for short periods of time, extended exposure is dangerous, and those that choose to live there are often too far gone. It sounds like a nasty place from the literature you left us downstairs. Are there safe havens where people could actually survive? He says... Magic can create He says your best bet is to limit your exposure. Although, he says, it, it takes a long time for any detrimental effects to, uh, to happen. And uh, a small spell scar here uh, isn't the end of the world. Forgive me if I don't jump out and get one. He says there are those that venture into the plague lands with the intentional, uh, with the intention of uh, receiving a spell scar or expanding the one they have. Is that common? He says not common per se, but not unheard of. Hmm. He says we have people here who have chosen to do that. People that have uh, wanted to join our ranks and have. Uh, ventured into the plague lands to get spell so, scars. So you have to have a spell scar to join? He says, no, no, not necessarily. Hmm. He says, we are welcoming of all people. Where do... Who supports your organization? He says, we do. Are there he says, what is it that you are asking? You are wealthy? He says, he says, we do okay. He says, we take donations and many Please, you're too humble. Many people are uh, are eager to contribute to our cause when they see the good that we do. He says, we have headquarters in cities. You've probably probably seen Order of the Blue Fire. You seem like a bunch that have uh, traveled around. And you have. Brandon says, it seems as if the scar unlocks considerable power within those afflicted. If you can survive the getting of it. Ren asks... <clears throat> he, uh, he nods to Aurora. Ren asks, are there people that specifically set out into the Plague Lands just to get scarred? To augment their... Just he said, says, did I not just say that? Did you? Yes. Damn it. Were you reading the chat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was... I'm joking. Uh, the... <laughs> He, he says, I yes, there are. Wasn't. They call them, uh, they call them... Oh, that's right, okay. He so. says, they call them pilgrimages. Right. Never mind. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Well, Just uh, on, on the subject of the man that we... Oh. On the subject of the man that we described, 
Do you recall him interacting with anyone in particular, friends or family, or people he was particularly close to within the Order? He says he kept to himself. Damn it. Would there be any opportunity for he us He says did to... not really. I think maybe he stayed one or two nights here. Is that just common? Recently. Do people just come and go? Or is that he new? says, oh yes, very frequently. Less so here, but many of our chapters around the world uh, uh-huh. are much more of a... Um, Temporary you know, halfway house. Halfway house for uh, for those afflicted. He says, "Down here in Deep Amaskar, you probably experienced yourself much less uh, welcoming." Cole, because arms. you have chapters around the world. You are uh, not only a Deep Amaskar organization, then. He says, yes, and you've definitely seen, seen, heard of the Order of Blue Fire and seen their buildings. Oh. Coleman says we must find this organization in the Plaguelands. How do we get there? He says, I agree. I think it is your best bet. He says, based on the description of those that attacked you. He says, the Plaguelands are a bit of a dangerous place, but you seem more than formidable. Why, thank you. Ren. And you'd be right. Ren wanted to try to do an insight check to see if this guy is still on the up and up and seems like, yeah, you should really go check this out. Or if he's like, uh, yeah. Does he have ulterior motives? Go to Bear Trap Go look at this, yeah. Bear Trap Alley. 20. Uh, no, he seems to, uh, he seems to really be helping out. He's, um... He really does want to help out. Uh, he kind of gets you... He says, we don't have maps of the Plaguelands. They change so often that it is difficult to map it out. He says, but I can give you... Is that hard to get back? He says, getting back shouldn't be too hard if you walk in a straight line. <laughs> Do you have a guide? He says, um, he says, I could check around, but it is unlikely that anyone is, uh, is able to go in there uh, right away. He says, I can give you a detailed explanation of how to get there. This is better. He says, speak to Sir Drummond downstairs. Uh, he knows of what we are speaking about. He will give you a description of how to get there in the Plaguelands. He says, take care of yourselves in there. Uh, he says, be sure to watch your back. You don't have any wards of any kind, anything specific to uh, protecting people against? He says, alas, that is the type of research that we seek to do, but it has been uh, mostly fruitless. Hmm. Without fruit. Without fruit. Uh, two brief questions. Would the uh, gentleman we spoke of earlier, the one who was among those who attacked us. Would he have had any personal effects or anything like that in the room that he stayed at with you, fine folks? He says, you could look if you want. I will give you access. That would be wonderful. And also, do you know if the prince had any acquaintances uh, in your order who were spell-plagued? He says, uh, I've spoken to him once or twice before. He came here inquiring. Anyone in particular that he was friends with or, I don't know. He says, I was not that, uh, not well enough acquainted with the prince to know of his personal affairs. Okay. So no, like, well-known, famous, spell-plagued friends of the prince or anything. He says, uh, he says, not off the top of my head. Okay. Thank you. Just by looking at this guy, I'm not asking a question. Out of character. Um, just by looking at him, does he look spell scarred? Just by looking at him? No. Good. <laughs> That's all that Brennan's done. Colin says, <laughs> as he, he uh, thinks for a second, he says, if you are discreet about our investigation, perhaps we can be discreet about the involvement of the spell scarred in, uh, in any attack. 
He says, yes, that would be beneficial, although I fear if an official investigation is being done, it will come out eventually, but now that we are aware, we can do what we can to... We uh, don't want to hurt what you are trying or to Or cause do. a panic. People could... He says, of course. Just turn on everyone like that. Okay. <sighs> well... Thank you for his time and head over to the, uh, the room. Thank yes. you for your time. Could you please point us the direction of his room? Whatever name. D. Mr. Flays. Uh, he says uh, he is downstairs uh, now. He is um, probably mingling out. I was asking where the room of the man who we are looking for was. Oh, yes, that man. He Sir says. Drammen? He says I will lead you there. Else. So as we are walking there, yep. Then never mind. <laughs> uh oh, what could have happened? Come on, tell us. Opportunity? No. <laughs> when in doubt. Is there just like a tone that you hear when there's a chance for one? It's like ding ding. I can get him. <laughs> like it's like. Brandis does. It's just sort of combat training. You just see, like, I could kill him right now. That's one of Brandis. I could kill him right now. He hears a ding. I could kill him right now. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's extreme, uh, it's extreme training. So when he, when, when Brandis walks into a room, he definitely, kind of like how he walks into a room and he double checks the exits. Brandis walks in and immediately sizes up these guys and is like, take him, take him. You'd probably take him, but you stretch first. Like it's like there's like mm, my yeah, my okay. and so it's kind what of what on uh, earth could you be talking about? So it's uh yeah just for for uh, for martial combat it's certainly part of that. When when Colin walks into the room he's like I could eat those rocks I could eat those rocks those would probably chip my teeth. Reaching the room he says he was staying in this room and he opens or uh, you see him take out a key as he unlocks the door. A key? Oh, no, he doesn't. Actually, he puts his palm up to the door and you hear something. You hear something unlatch as he then opens it up. Has anyone stayed in the room since then? He says no. He stayed here as recently as last night. All right, thank you oh. for your time. Goodbye. <laughs> he, you just hear him go, huh, and then walk away off from the other side of the door. That's so good. Uh, so All right, left. you do What's your thing. The room look Hoover like? this thing for evidence. The room looks immaculate. Huh, that's great. Looks uh, can be deceiving. The uh, bed is made, and um, there are no, you know, personal effects in the room. What'd you roll? A one and a two. <laughs> Pretty good. But still, that's 26. Um, looking around the room, you find that, uh, you can tell that the bed was most likely used last night, although it's been completely made, uh, cabinets and, and drawers are completely empty. Whoever stayed here, like if they didn't home. if they didn't clean it up, clean it out, you know, this morning, then they um, then they didn't bring anything with them. Hmm. Okay. Will you Ren, do an arcana check? Yeah, Ren does an arcana check, uh, kind of over like at the desk. Well I mean he does one for the general room, but he's kind of looking at the guy's desk to see if there's any items and he kinda wanted to go thumb through the, any paperwork that's there and see if he finds any My evil plan. memos or <laughs> things like that or speaking stones or whatever. So, uh, as we covered last time, it seems that orders that are written out, what God. we're supposed to do is really 26. infrequent in the people that we run across. Oh, 
freaking low rolls. Tonight. We'll just beat them up and then uh, kind of sense. Uh, uh, I mean, it's impossible for you not to sense the magic that is just so ever present here in Deepa Mascar. This room itself is enchanted to be larger on the inside than it appears on the outside. Uh, even the um, you can tell that the room has been uh, enchanted with some sort of uh, kind of persistent fastidiousness ritual. Uh, kind of keeps the Ugh. dust and, uh, and keeps evidence. it nice and clean uh, all the time, perhaps contributing to why it is so uh, clean. In fact, now that you uh, sense it, you realize this, whole, this entire place is probably enchanted with such a thing, as is uh, probably common in, in much of Deep Mascar itself. Uh, Where did all the dirt go? <laughs> Maybe it, it ends up in some residual. poor god's astral realm. <laughs> it never went can't there. figure out why it's it all there. Um, the elemental plane of earth. Yeah. He's like, the on. elemental plane of dirt. We need as much as you get. And, uh, and so you can kind of sense this sort of stuff and, mm. um, but disappointing. Okay. I was hoping Brandis, to find something. Brandis' method of searching is, you know, everyone's doing this magic stuff. Brandis is like the guy who's like lifting up stuff, lifts up the mattress, kind of shakes the mattress. Over a book, looks behind the bookshelf kind of thing. And as he's doing this, he says, <clears throat> So, that guy thinks it would be a good idea for us to go to a place where the terrain changes constantly, we won't have a guide, and just by being there, we'll most likely get some sort of condition that might kill you, or drive you insane. Great idea. Stefan leading us on the right path. Do we not go? Do we have a better just, path? I don't think we have any other choice. Well, just the guys who attacked us do seem to feel a little bit better unhappy. Yeah, in a oh, wacky it's place like that. It's populated by a, a crazy monsters follows, and abominations. Um, going there, which then turns them crazy and possibly attacks us. I'm not saying we shouldn't go, I'm just saying that every time we go into the Underdark, we seem to find the worst it's possible place to go. Ren says, At but least it's on not a, Shadowfell, too. Ren says, but on a positive note, I might get a scar to make my baby face look a little tougher, which then Are makes you me a little bit more powerful. I could give you a scar if you want one. But will it make me more powerful? Says, I'll try my hardest. I says, I support this endeavor. Just I'm be just, careful. I'm not saying I'm going for it, but I'm saying if we have to, maybe there's a silver lining. And if it makes you insane, I promise I'll be the one to kill you. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain he's not already insane. Colin's going to do a religion check no, no, I'm not. to see if there is any evidence, not... not not so much of any specific god, but any kind of indication of worship. Like, this guy who's here, these people they're dealing with, are they, like, venerating something? Like, whether like, it be there a, tiny a guy who's, like, yeah, yeah. A guy who's, like, uh... Or uh, evidence whatever, of a shrine. Putting voices in their head or whatever. Wow, just what? looking around at the place? Yeah, well, I mean, flavor-wise, Colwell just grinds his fists together and a fine dust comes and circulates through the room. And you kind of feel a little bit of the, the resonant kind of earthen energies kind of like pulse throughout this kind of local confined area as he begins to kind of sense sense things uh, kind of on on a, a little bit of a, of, of a different energy level. Um, I rolled a one too, though. So <laughs> I like I'm surprised you... it's taking you guys so long to realize that I replaced all your dice with weighted dice. Yeah, I know. What kind Ridiculous. of We haven't realized Religion. it yet. Can, Can, I get, Can you give me a can opener? Yes, bottle opener. I can't open. Brandis is going to break this free. <laughs> but as the dust swirls, and as he uh, inspects this man's belonging, try to trying to be in touch with this man's particular form of worship, he gets nothing. Yeah, not with the order of blue flame. Sorry, did that check? Specifically, these plague lands. Brandis, Brandis's memory says 
blue flame. That's what he remembers. Hugh got away with a couple of them. He will say that every time to these guys. Anyway, the Order of the Blue Fire. Not with not with the Order of the Blue Fire, but surely the Plague Lands in the Underdark. If there are any stories or legends or historical events. There we go. I should leave you guys behind. I already have. 31. And what check was it? History check. About the spell... About uh, the, no, about the Plague Lands. The Plague Lands. Here. And especially in Underdark kind of stuff, but um, there's... Plaguelands, pilgrimages, um, insanity. Brandis is fairly certain that um, that the Order of the Blue Flyer actually has some of its origins here in Deep Amaskar at this Plaguelands. Uh, it is a Plaguelands that is very unusually close to kind of a major city, uh, and, close and therefore it is kind of where some of the earliest um, research into it went and. Uh, some people say that this was the very first um, chapter chapter of the Order of the Blue Fire. Although you know he hasn't interacted with it much uh, directly, because despite however long Brandis uh, has lived or thinks he's lived, uh, whatever is going on in uh, Brandis's crazy world, the Order of the Blue Fire could only have existed for two hundred years, since that's when the um, spellplay happened. Probably not as long. As okay. Then yeah, that's shall, right when it happens. Shall we seek out Sir Dramon? Yeah. Who is Sir Dramon? I don't know. He said he to go talk to this guy, so we're going to go talk to this guy. Yeah. What we will accomplish talking to him, I'm not fairly certain what we are going to ask him, but for a guide, maybe? maybe we can Sir Dramon mean? He was going to give you directions. He's very mean. Yeah, directions. Oh, directions, yes. No, I just wrote Sir Dramon mean. That's going to confuse me later. <laughs> It'll be funny if he's really, like, slow. Or nauseous. <laughs> or nauseous. Boy, Dramon. It's fairly easy to find him. Thinking, uh... It's fairly easy to find him. He's one of the most, um, noticeable people there. He's, uh, he's very... He's a very large man. He's, uh, exceptionally tall. And you see that he does not appear to be a mascari. What? Mm, what what does he look like? He, he uh... He be a mascari, Colvin says to him as they walk up. <laughs> Master of the obvious. Uh, he doesn't appear to be a mascari because he's dragonborn. Okay. What? That's what Colin says. Really? Yes. Oh. That's unusual. Is he Orem? Instead of Colin, if anything. Uh, is it Orem? We think every dragonborn no, is Orem. That's so racist. Not Orem. Okay. Every dragonborn. What kind of dragonborn is he? Is he black? Black, red, blue, yellow, silver. No, he's um, uh, he's like a kind of a deep orange. Okay, because I only think all black dragonborn are orange. There only is one because the dungeon master. Or never mind. So there only is one. It's orange. Walking up to him, he says, "He says yes. How may I help you?" That's what he says when Colvin says, "You don't appear to be in Mascari." Yes. How may I help oh, you? Oh, I didn't think you would <laughs> said that. He returns. And he says. He says. No. How may I help you? Colvin says, uh, uh, we need directions to this plague land. Flays said that he you He says, could... oh, you are the group. He says, yes, yes, Are there a lot of other groups here? He's uh, looking around, he says, there are many people here. There are many people here. I'm sorry, I'm just feeling sarcastic today. You ever get like that he sometimes? Says, he says, we all have those days. 
And uh, he's just about to explain kind of a detailed list of directions, uh, kind of go along until you get to the uh, sort of like large pillar that's sort of, um, you know, made out of land, but it might not be there depending on what time you go. And uh, if not, there might just be a boulder on the right, and you're going to turn right, but then there's a lake of sorts, which you need to cross the lake, get to the plateau, climb the plateau, turn right, head back down, across a big chasm, is the place you're looking for. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Is Zahar here all that is? (laughs) Yeah, he hears it. Okay, cool. Do you have any advice on how to safely travel this route. He says, he says, it is dangerous. <coughs> so, wish us luck. Be smart. He says, um, he says, the plague lands are uh, a treacherous place. He says, be sure to stick together. Do not get too far separated. What are the beasts that, are, that travel this area? He says, they are many. He says, ghouls and um, and plague-changed beasts of the Underdark. Hmm. Undead, really? He says, yes. It appears that when the spell plague swept the land, that it did, uh, while it killed some, it rose some of its uh, own energy. Great. He says, they are not uh, typical uh, the undead creatures of the world. How long... Maybe this has been covered in Ren just forgets, but he'll ask again and say, how long generally is it safe to go into the spell-scarred areas before you really have to be worried about, wow, there is no turning back now? He says it depends on the individual. He says you will most likely start feeling the effects uh, within 24 hours of exposure. But is there an effect like, I'm starting to feel nauseous and if we turn around we'll be okay? Or is it like, once you've caught it, you've caught it. He says, the spell plague is, it is not a plague in the common sense of the term. He says, yeah. it is, um, he says, you, you will feel a, a drain on your fortitude. Your fortitude. <laughs> and, uh... Your formidability. He says, um, he says, just keep in mind how you feel and communicate that to those you are traveling with. He says, if it starts to feel particularly bad, you should probably turn back. Ask him if there's any cool rituals for this. Yeah. Colvin wants to know if there's any cool rituals for this. He says, Colvin? The elemental. The large gentleman over here. He says, uh, he says, well, probably not more than you already know. And he says, I can sense great magic in you. Wait, Ren says, well, well, <laughs> thanks. Does Ren blush? I don't think. He no. I think he fiery does. red blush. Because Ren knows his that he cape has a goes lot of stuff. <laughs> is is he susceptible to flattery? I think he is. Yes. Yeah, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. says uh, powerful <laughs> magic. Yeah. He always does. <laughs> it depends on the person, That's but true. he he doesn't want people to know that because it turns them into a puddle. Alright, so... Uh, Colvin gives this guy a really strong handshake when they leave, as is customary with Goliaths when they meet a very formidable The guy foe. returns the handshake with uh, a very strong shake. Equal vigor, one might say. It's something that goes cross-culture when you deal with big guys. <laughs> like, finally, a man who can match my own strength. Maybe. Shake my hand. 
like a finger. See you later. All right. Um. So we investigated. We're doing this now. Ugh. Is it? This a- day is almost over. Do we go out now, or I mean, it's the under dark, so it's really is it time to sleep yet, or? Uh, it's you know kind of a getting to late afternoon. Okay. Perhaps we should not. How go far home away was this plague lands? Plague lands are a mere half day's travel. Okay, so we're going tomorrow then. Unless we're well, no, we could go out tonight. I mean, I'd rather not go to the plague lands sleep at night. No, no. If it's a half day's travel, we could go out tonight, camp out there in the underdark, and then get there in the morning. There, there really is no night and day. Yeah. Here. It's yes, I forget that. Are we tired? Yeah, it's more just Do we want to take a nap before we go, or I, do we I just agree that go? we shouldn't go when we're falling asleep? <laughs> but I mean, people are good to go. All I'm saying is it may not be a good place to sleep over there, so we could go out, sleep, then go in. Rather than. Right before we get to the place? Yes. Okay. That's the idea. That was my thought. I suppose. Um. If we're gonna sleep in a place, I would. I mean, it's a half day. I'd rather sleep like only in Deep Mascar. Do we? Do we have to tell Mata that we're doing this? By the way, because she all she said was to go. Yeah, probably so. Because yeah, I'm I'm just throwing out. uh, Yeah, we we should let her know. I just mean, just want to say. So back to the palace then. The plague land sounds awful, but we actually lost a character just in the Underdark. That's true. I don't really want to camp out there. Thank you. Someone died. Not when we were camping. Okay. No, see, I would hope that it happened while we were camping. The way we had an excuse. We were like Red at the top fire. of our game. We were attacking. In the middle down. of a fight. We ambushed some guys. And died. And died. Yeah. Just throw them out there. Just want to make sure everyone's on their toes. Always a sunny ray of optimism over there. Inspired. Leaving the order yeah. of the blue fire? Yes. I think so. Fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pyroplastic. Brutus corrects them. You're getting the name of your order wrong. <laughs> you don't want Because he swears he remembers seeing one of the other orders that he had seen somewhere else as flame. That's Since it was the first one that he had seen, obviously that was the right one. Oh, Everyone else is wrong. To the palace? Upon leaving, or the blue fire, as you were walking towards the palace to speak to Meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you notice that there's a bit of a commotion in the streets uh, near where the uh, Reclamist uh, housing district is. Apparently, uh, there's a group of five or six people who are yelling at another group of five or six people. Coleman goes right over there and watch this display yeah. of yelling prowess. You hear people wearing the, uh, the sashes of the isolationists who are yelling, and he says... He says, "Your blackened swords uh, tried to interfere with the investigation." He says, "He says we heard of the assassination attempt." Really? What do the blackened swords yell back? Uh, so far they're coming pretty weak. <clears throat> it's not the blackened swords that yell oh. back. You don't see anyone uh, wearing. I mean, the oh, blackened who, who swords are yelling at them. Yeah, they are yelling at um, uh, some people that you know kind of have gathered around in there. Wearing small symbols with the black sword on it, which is a symbol of the Reclamist, not necessarily the uh, blackened sword, which you, which you had learned is a. Um, we haven't learned anything about them. Yeah, yeah. No, we just heard about them. You we just, just know the names. Them. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, uh, and and they say that um, he says he says there were plants put in by you. 
boy. Colvin says, you don't know. They're yelling this in the Mascari, which uh, you can understand because of Ren's uh, nice. ritual. What is it now, Ren? What's it now? And so they're yelling back and forth. One side is arguing that uh, that the uh, that the blackened swords were um, tried to interfere with the investigation because clearly they uh, had figured out that the investigators must have been getting too close to the truth. The other side is saying that they was planted there to uh, to try to frame them, and it was obviously done by the isolationists. We're getting talked about, guys. There, I don't really feel like stepping in. Me personally. neither. They're, they're are there making, guards? They call the investigators. Like, are there like city guards that are? No, in the this area. is in uh, kind of a little housing but district. If someone it's actually in the the Reclamist housing district as you're walking not good by. Guys, we should probably avoid them. Mm. The Reclamist supported, like the Reclamist friendly housing district. Well, like if there's going to be rumors started, I'd rather Maida handled that aspect of. We the should tell her. Thing. Rumors of Maida handling. Wait, no, wait. no, no. If information is being released to the city, I'd rather. Went through Meta rather than us. Oh no, we're not going to say anything. I'm not saying anything, but I kind of want to watch and see how this oh, plays yeah. out. Yeah, Coleman's into it. And it sounds like they're more mad at they're they're continuing their dispute. We're not necessarily the yeah, the butt not. of the of this they're, they're big joke they call other. life in deep massacre. After uh, after a few minutes of arguing back and forth. As uh, the argument seems to get more and more heated, as you see a couple people draw weapons, and uh, and it seems like they're on the verge, uh, they're on the verge of drawing blood at each other. Neither one of them is believing a word that the other side is saying. Uh, clearly, one side thinks that the uh, that the blackened swords were trying to silence the investigation. The other side clearly thinks that. I mean, at first it seemed like they were saying that you guys had. Um, you know, your your side had planted it. Now they even like just seem to be saying, "You guys, like you five guys in front of me, are clearly the ones who orchestrated it." As it just become ridiculously personal, as um, tempers are rising, as tempers are rising, and as uh, political arguments tend to devolve into. Mm-hmm. Indeed, we may want to move on. I don't really want to get caught in some sort of <laughs> disturbance if this becomes widespread. Yeah. Are there any people here watching who aren't involved, or is it just them? Uh, it's starting to draw a little bit of a crowd. And some people, you hear them saying, uh, saying, who are those guys? And you hear someone else say, investigators, outsiders. Oh, let's go. Bye. Let's leave. Is, to, is to anyone palace. talking to us yet? No. No. As much as some people might want to, uh, this, like, conflict is drawing a lot more attention. Interesting. Yeah, come on, Colvin. Colvin definitely is into watching on, what's going go. on. No. If we see any guards on the way, leave. he'll let one. Hugh will definitely let one know. Hold on. Does he see any guards on the way? Ren, on the way to, to this conflict. On the way. Are we leaving? It seems important. Yeah. You guys have not said you're leaving yet. Oh. Ren asks Colvin if he can sit on his shoulders because he can't see anything. Because yes. Awesome. Mm, you're finally a character that you ride them. Is I'm there not, a guard I'm not riding him. He's just holding in his It was a practical request. He, do, do we really want oh, to avoid this? As Ren sits there by Colbert's soul, he says, What do you think is going to happen? Wait, what? Says, I think they're really going to, to fight and then is turn anyone? their anger on us. Ren says, I don't know, but I'm very interested to see if some if one side or the other uses similar battle tactics to what that is we saw. I just know that Aurora is only serious about leaving a situation when she walks away leaving the group. Mm. And she hasn't said I'm not gonna leave the group. Yeah, you yeah, do that it would be... all the time. I think you do it once a week. <laughs> 
it's not abandoning the group. You say like, no, this is not good. We gotta get out of here. You start walking, and everyone's like, well, she's going. We gotta go. Braves is waiting for Aurora to do that. I'm not gonna leave the group in the it's middle of the It's not that time. Hey, there's plenty of sessions. There's plenty of sessions. That's session. All right. Are there any so, guy, guards or are there are guards in town? Yes. How do they keep the peace? Yeah, there are some. They are there any visible? They're not invisible. There's only been going on a couple minutes. So, we told them about the guy getting murdered when we first came to town, and they're like, "Yeah, welcome to Deep Mascar." Like they did not care when we told them about. Does the this look like a fight? Does this look like a fair fight between the two sides that are escalating, or does it look skewed clearly in one side or another's favor? Well, uh, clearly the isolation is outnumbered by the number of reclamists in this area because this is the reclamist friendly uh, housing. So the but for the guys that were like, like came up, the guys that are like involved up. in like the shouting, like that look like about ready to fight. Yeah, it's it? like five to five. Coleman's totally down to let it happen. All right, so uh, before long, you see a uh, you show. see one of the reclamists make the first strike as while one of the other ones is shouting saying that it's uh, that it's his fault and that he's going to destroy uh, the pride of the Mascari people the guy swings his or thrusts his sword forward as someone else deflects the blade and then it just uh, breaks out into a full on sword fight that only lasts magical sword fight uh, yeah, man, yeah. Sure I mean, uh, each of each of the mascari. blades you see as they strike, just <laughs> sparks of arcane energy fly off, and then you see as one of them swinging a sword, he throws a fireball at another one of the guys, which is the first casualty of the battle. As one of the isolationists um, causes the one of the reclamists to burst into flames, as he goes running into the crowd, not quite towards you, as he's just screaming and on fire, and someone there waves his hand as uh, as just a rain of water pours over him, putting him out, and you see his just charred body on the ground as a couple people go to help him. Does he watch the fight to its completion? Yes. So what happens next? <laughs> Dude, oh, so what happens next? I mean, after the, the charred guy gets put out, then obviously... Uh, <laughs> That causes the person who put the guy out to join the fight, and with increasing numbers, the Reclamus, one of the guys, wait, Isolation's got burned, or the Reclamus got burned? The Reclamus got burned, right? Yeah. So the the joining Reclamus, like you said, taking advantage of, like, the greater numbers, start, like, throwing lightning bolts on the side as, like, the people who are sword fighting are mostly paying attention on, like, the other guy's sword, and uh, a couple Isolationists get hit. So they are now, sh- like, are, like, shocked, two of them. And, uh, and kind of, like, convulsing on the ground. As more and more people press in, it looks more hopeless for At the, what point are they going to retreat? For the isolationists. So there's still a few standing. Three of them standing. Well, I don't know. What happens? Three versus six? One, yeah. one of the isolationists grabs one of the reclamists in a huge bear hug. It's a big guy. He looks almost like Brandis, but more magical. And he picks him up, and as he lets out some arcane words that boom, like, shake the, the all the air around us with a spell effect, there's some thunder kind of force that echoes out as he just... <laughs> And uses a, a spell to crush the torso of the guy he's holding. Let's go. <laughs> but let's that guy's down. down. <laughs> he lets yeah. his guard down, and what happens to him? The crusher. Uh, Nothing happens to him. He lives forever. To the crusher, uh, to wield that kind of arcane uh, spell takes a lot of, of uh, focus, stamina, and focus. And so, for a moment, while his uh, while he's he's temporarily fatigued, uh, two of the Reclamationists now? Yeah. Two of the Reclamists. Rec- yeah. Two yeah. of the Reclamists uh, that he didn't notice that were coming up on either side of him immediately flank him and thrust their swords. No magic. No nothing. Oh, just old-fashioned shiving on each side Ugh. as that isolationist goes down. The final isolationist 
dives into the crowd and barely escapes with his lives, no doubt to spread the word of the increasing violence in the city. Fun. And then you see just all sorts of commotion, uh, and um, and some of them say, those are the investigators, and you see some people um, start to come over to you. Colbert looks up to Ren and says, looks like the reclamists were right in the argument. Ren says... Don't know if that's the case. Looked like the Reclamists won the fight. I don't know about the argument. Colvin gives you kind of a confused look and he says, Yes. <laughs> he says, uh, Where I come from, oftentimes disputes are settled with competition like this. Ah, well. Ren says, Ah, I could, I, could, I understand what you're saying now, but I think this is going to take more... Uh, investigating to really determine who is right or wrong in this situation. All I know now is who can take who in a fight. You seem to know a lot about this sort of thing. Bernie says, I traveled through an area controlled by a large tribe of Goliaths uh, some time ago. I was often right in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> says, it, I would, I, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Should we be going? I don't particularly want to have to deal with people. One of the Amaskari nearby, he just points to your whole group together and he says, he says, it's their fault some of our, uh, some of our brethren are dead. Brandon says, we should go. Yeah, Ren we says, should have left before. Ren says, don't make a sound, just turn around and walk away. Walks away. <laughs> Colvin walks away grumbling about how he thinks that guy was wrong. We are impartial judges and impartial juries. But he follows, he follows the rest of the group as don't, they... Don't even give this guy the retreat. benefit of the, of the glance. Just, just turn you hear, one, you hear another away. one yelling, Look at how they walk away! They could have just settled the dispute. Instead, they just watched, us, uh, watched uh, a fight go down as, as people died. He said, they clearly do not have our interests at heart. Keep walking. Keep walking. His voice grows fainter as we I walk away. We are impartial and formidable. Weren't they trying to they settle the fight? It. I swear they were working pretty hard at settling <laughs> the dispute. Rance walks. Alright, as you walk away, the shouts are drowned out. No one seems to be following you. Ren doesn't like to be yelled at, and he's biting his us. tongue and really focusing <laughs> on not turning around. And screaming at them, <laughs> giving them Consensus some burst, five thunder, and fire damage. We need to give uh, Ren a skill for remaining level-headed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or it is not guaranteed, like most characters. I, ro- I rolled a natural one on my calm check. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> it's a check. Yeah, I mean, like a will save. Yeah, seriously. See the mask our lights up where like your the temper is sun. the attacker. When oh, your will defense. Yeah, there you Halo go. Halo above the city for a moment they and then flame. Attack against your will defense. I know. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so we taking naps. We taking nap. Uh, we're gonna go talk to the palace. Talk to Meta. Tell her what we found out about our pilgrimage. We're going to go on and join the Order of the Blue Fire. Yeah. We're all gonna get scars. It was. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. But that was Dan, not Brandis. <laughs> Alright Approaching the palace You see a couple guards there Wearing uh, The noticeable symbols just armored guards Wearing the noticeable symbols Of the reclamists The black swords Do they see the us? As they approach you 
You're walking towards the palace. Oh boy. Stay cool, guys. Run. What's the symbol for the isolationists again? Isolationists is a white Black. sash. Yeah. Oh, isolationist guards. Okay. These are black isolationists black. are white sash. Yeah. Okay. The reclamists are a black sword. Which is what we're looking at. Black Hello. Okay. Uh, Aurora says. As they walk up to you, they say, you are the investigators. Yes? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. I say documents. She already. Eh. They look over each. Ren has this thought that he kind of wishes the documents were put on his forehead, so he'd have to wouldn't have to keep taking his gloves off because <laughs> it's getting irritating. Not now. out loud, but you guys can just tell from Brandon's look on his face because he almost said it out loud. It's pretty happy we didn't forge any documents because people are checking every, <laughs> every time. time. <laughs> Like, Sometimes people, it's going to be legit. People who, wait, who seem to have no authority at all. These are like two different like <laughs> warring parties, but we have both, to of, both them. of them. Yeah, they in any territory. Them. It's just like it's great. It's good. It's the, so much fun to be a minority here. The guard speaking says, uh, he says in uh, sort of broken uh, common. He says, uh, uh, "Solden requests audience." Solden is it one of the princes? Yeah, that's one of the princes. He's the prince who is, or is backing a... one of the groups. The prince, well, the reclamists. We are leaving. These are reclamists. We might not have time. We shouldn't turn away the chance to talk to, talk to uh, a leader. They say you should speak before mm. you leave. Mm. How much time? Lead the way. They say now. Uh, Let's go. This way. They're outside yeah. the palace. Yeah. Um, Brandis uh, pulls Aurora. Should we Aurora contact Meta first? And I think more than anything, we need to let Mana know that, that one of the princes is talking to us. Maybe we should tell her when we have something to say about it, like what they said. I suppose. We may want advice on how not to just even handle, like, talking to friends. I don't know. Can you give us, like, five minutes? This to the guards. To the guards. She says. We're on the way to talk to Mata. They say, they yeah. say... Lord Solden said it was uh, urgent. You should come now. <sighs> Alright, well then she'll understand if it was urgent. Alright. Oh yeah, no, I, she won't be upset. I'm just... Where is the prince? I'm nervous. You say in the headquarters. In back where we were? Palace or back in the Reclamist? Reclamist headquarters. Oh great, we were just over there. Mm-hmm. Alright, sure. Lead the way. Uh, Inside, in check. No, but we were in that area. Ganked so many times. Uh, 22. Despite his broken common, uh, actually it's fine, much harder to, um, to read someone who's speaking broken. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, there he's leading me in the right No direction. nefarious intent? Doesn't it seem seems. Like okay. We keep getting led to places and we're like, I mean, oh god, oh god, oh god. the right place <laughs> is the place where it's gonna go down. <laughs> Alright, sure. Alright. Take us to this sold in It's probably more friendly than a meeting with the isolationist guy. Yeah. Alright. No one gives you any trouble being led by uh, being led by these two guards all the way to the Reclamist headquarters. Mm. Uh, you guys have been to the Reclamist headquarters. Yeah, we got turned away quite we went rather briskly, gates, as I recall. I yes, you did get turned away. Probably um, by one of these punks. When you tried to uh, say hi, we tried, tried to, to get to know you, <laughs> visit the neighborhood, 
They kindly told yeah, us. Yeah, if to you remember them, uh, that there's um, you know, there's a large crowd of people milling around the entrance uh, with uh, gray coats, a lot of stern expression on the faces. As, as you get more towards the headquarters, it sure seems to be more people directly involved in the sort of political conflict, and uh, definitely among the, those people, tension is high and merriment is low. We need uh, to switch those values. Yes. Get to that. Turn that ratio upside, upside down. down. And you see that uh, you know, pe- people are still sparring around in the front courtyard of, uh, of this headquarter <laughs> building, and uh, there are guards by the front, but as these two lead, they don't even question and allow you in. Sweet. Ooh. Finally. We're with the cool guards. Both cool guards. She, Aurora, like, eyeballs the guard that, that turned them away. Not like a, not, not in a mean way, but just like, see, now we got in. The inside is decorated um, just as fancy as the uh, as the blue order of the blue flame, but with uh, a noticeably different uh, kind of ambiance. Whereas More the blue utilitarian, flame kind of had uh, you know celebrated the spell plague itself. You know, had stuff that was um, well, they focused on it. Focused on it. You know, that was kind of thematic to that. Here, it's uh, much more architecture that reminds you a lot of uh, Hyamaskar. Uh, you know, kind of the, the more royal quarters you've been in where you were just meeting with Kusio. Or actually, that wasn't in the... That was in a tavern. Yeah. But much of the kind of architecture that remi- it reminds you a lot of Hyamaskar as you are kind of moving through as they lead you into a great hall. It's like a small room from the outside. But is a large kind of royal hall. And... If you had just been blindfolded and opened up here, you would have thought that you were in the throne room of the uh, of the palace. You know, right. this looks like someone who is already sitting uh, on the throne of power. And, you know, here to uh, discuss topics with his subjects and advisors, and uh, they guide, like, guide you up. As there are many guards in here as well. Hey, Ren, let's keep the intimidation on a minimum here. She's not saying that in a mean way. Intimidation. She's, she's genuinely like, I will please don't try to intimidate anyone here. General, I will genuinely try to not get irritated and flame someone. Ask. That's all I ask. That's all I ever ask. That's not always what happens. Please don't no. kill anyone. I will, make, I will make a genuine effort, Concerted to effort. not. Excellent. I have faith in your ability to do that. To try. So... So Sitting in the seat of power in this uh, in this great hall is what you can only imagine is Sildan as he greets you when you approach. You see that he is tall with an athletic build. He has stern, ice-gray eyes, um, and uh, he is clean-shaven with a thin scar running down his neck from his ear to collarbone. He's wearing a gray great coat with red stitching and gilded brass buttons. So he's not about 5'11 and has a spell scar? Hmm? So he's not about 5'11 and has a spell scar? He is about 5'11. Oh. The average build line, archive? You said he was tall. Guilty! Sorry. <laughs> attacker was 5'11 average build. Recognized yeah. Maybe that's tall for a mascari. That's, that's tall for a mascari. They're oh, a couple they're short? In, they're a couple inches shorter than your average humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, no reason to grow tall in the Underdark. That's true. Bump your head more. <laughs> Hello, um, Lord Solden. You requested our presence. Your honor. He says. Uh, he says. Yes. He says. Uh, he says. I would like to speak to you about the events from this morning. Ah. 
says, Which events? Word travels quickly around here. Uh, looking to his guards, he says, Dismissed. And they walk away without saying anything. The other guards in the room are still standing there. Uh, they appear to be you know, some sort of royal guard. Um, more decorated, and they're just standing there completely silent, not regarding you at all. No one at the table should interpret this as an aggressive action, but Brennus is curious. Nature check on assessing their ability. 30, nature. He was actually doing the same thing. They uh, they seem quite well trained, and while they are wearing um, heavy armor, uh, you can tell that they are teeming with uh, with magical energy. Teeming is the new forceful, <laughs> formidable. Uh, are they, are these they guys appear to be the royal guard for a good reason. <laughs> gotcha. How about Solden himself? Solden himself. Solden himself. Also seems like a very well-trained man. To say, oh, uh, he's not wearing, you know, armor or anything. He's wearing kind of the great coat, uh, um, you know, much more kind of clothy. But you can, um, but you can, you can tell that this is also a man who wields a great amount of uh, armor. Like For you're pretty sure family. that nobody gets any respect here in Deep Mascar with uh, without a great amount of. Um, Aurora, Aurora makes a makes a concerted effort to figure out how this guy feels towards us. If he's, you know, concerned about us, or or threatened by us, or, or is unconcerned with us, she wants to know that. Um, insight, I assume, would be the check for that, which would be a twenty-one. He says, "It says, I'm oh, a man sorry. that likes to get to the point." And as he speaks, you realize it's unusual that his common yeah. is perfect. 27. He speaks with none of the uh, accent that the uh, other Amaskari speak with. He is, um, he seems to be quite well versed in cotton. Hmm. Common, not cotton. Cotton. And uh, he says, I have learned of the attack in the Crystal Glade from this morning. He says, I also have learned that the Blackened Swords are rumored to be perpetrators. He says, I have called you here to find out what you know. Huh. Well, from what we understand, the marks placed upon the attackers appear to be fakes. And one of the attackers who we investigated said that they were fakes. They didn't, uh, if you, um, what you actually investigated was that the, the, the marks didn't seem to be fake. They were, um, it was, you know, actual shields and, and such. You know, shields with a black sword on them. It's the intent that we're discussing right now. But uh, the only thing that uh, said that they were fake was the guy. Oh, okay. Now it's important because didn't actually investigate the, the the equipment did not appear to be fake. You know, it was yeah, it wasn't forged. It wasn't oh, forged. Okay. My mistake. What it could suggest is that they killed some blackened swords. Hmm. To get them. Well, yeah. Who are the blackened swords I mean, to you? Possession of someone else's sword is not right. He says the blackened swords are. Not an organization under my control. He says they are friendly to our cause, but they are notoriously heavy-handed and violent. So, like he says, I do not officially group? endorse their activities. Officially? Unofficially, do you endorse their activities? He says. Uh, he says sometimes they act within our interests. Sometimes the degree of their violence and the way they choose to go about resolving our situation uh, is more damaging to our cause than helpful. So and you'd like to know if they were responsible for the attack? So is it more like the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing? He says, you could say that. 
Okay. Hmm. Their choice of name and symbol can be confusing for outsiders. He says, yes, they of course named their organization after uh, the symbol that we have chosen to represent ourselves. But that should not be confused with uh, official endorsement. What's the meaning behind the symbol, blackened sword? Just curious. He says, uh, he says, you know what, this, uh, he says this organization, or this, uh, political party has been around far longer than I have been, uh, than I have been alive, even. Hmm. So you're sort of, like, asking a Republican what the meaning of, like, the elephant is. Uh, he says, uh, he says, I am glad that you have asked me this, for, uh, for if it came to a, uh, a debate with my brother, it could be humiliating if I did not know. And he points to one of his guards, and he says, uh, he says, Figure it out. Go inform my advisors. And the guy, uh, walks out calmly. Are you going to ask your brother why his people wear a white sash now? He says, uh, he says, it might come to it. Really? He says, but that is, uh, but that is beyond the point. He says, what I am here... So to speak... What I'm here to ask you about is uh, is who it was that attacked you. We're trying to still figure that out ourselves. Spell-scarred people. These are spell-scarred people. So I had not heard this. That. That's why we went to the Order of the Blue Fire. And then we're going to go he to says, the The Order lands. of the Blue Fire is responsible then. No. Not as far as we can tell. It looks to be a separate group... Much we like are going the blackened swords, perhaps. He says, that does not seem to be a rumor that is circulating. He says, who knows that it was Spellscarred? Uh, you now. They do. The leader of Who's the they? The leader of the blue fire. Yeah, they know now. He says, I see, I see. And you are certain that it was not the blackened swords. Uh, Brenda says, not to be rude, your majesty. One, one moment. And uh, he's going to pull the group aside. Tell and, no one. And say, <laughs> is going to be pissed. We did get explicit instructions from Meta to not discuss this information with mm. this guy. And <laughs> says... Yeah, well, right. can't unsay it now, can we? Uh, but yeah, but we can go tight lip about everything else. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying we should just close off. I'm saying... No, I know. Our, if we want to make Watch decisions, it. I like the reckless better than the isolationists. You know, if we what want are the reckless all about? I'm by the way, I'm not, I'm not entirely decision. clear on your stance here. He says you want to know what it is, what our visions are for the city of the Great Seal. Yes, is this is that this place? He says yes, uh-huh. city of the Great Seal. I I only know it as you know. Deepa Mascar. <laughs> Forgive my ignorance. He says, uh, he says, I um, more or less lead the reclamists. We are a political party of sorts that wishes to return to the glory of the, uh, the, glory of the old Amaskari Empire. He says, uh, he says, my people believe that returning to the surface to take the spot of where High Amaskar has failed and, uh, and do it right... I see. And doing it right would include... He says, returning to much of the old ways of doing things. The original Amaskari Empire, of mm-hmm. which we have many texts on their uh, their laws and customs. Uh, hmm. And your brother? 
He says, the isolationists, they wish to return to what it has been the last thousands of years where we are separated from the world. No chance for glory, no chance for, uh, for people to know us. <coughs> Very different they views. They are fools. Diametrically opposed. Indeed. Hmm. Well. I'm trying to recall. Everyone knows that Meta is heading the investigation, yes? Or is that not mm-hmm, knowledge? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's on our seal. Yeah. Okay. Let's... He says, yes, it has been a point of much contention among I was All saying sides. that to myself. Is, yeah. Which which Sorry. part? Meta being involved or us investigating? You outsiders investigating. Me now? We're on the side of truth here. He says, I hope that is true. Would a paladin lie? Well, but that is true. I've known many, many paladins to lie. Aurora doesn't look like a liar. Friend says... That really depends on the god. Zina! The god of lies. Goblin says... <laughs> The Order of the Blue Fire asks that we not spread rumors about the spell scar, but they are concerned for social reasons. He says, yes, they are concerned about the reputation of spell scarred people, and that is a wish that you should follow. You have broken it by telling me, because I appreciate trust, it. We trust you, though, because you're. We are asking you. To be a man to of integrity. Know that. I don't know if that's true. He says, I will take that into consideration. Yes. So, what will you do with this information we've given you? Uh, he he asks again. He says, well, "I ask again." Uh, he says, "Do you or do you not know if it was the blackened swords?" Tell us of the black swords. We do not know them until we do not know that was the first contact with the possibility of them. We don't know is the is the truth. We know a guy said that we that he was supposed to pretend to be one, but he could have been lying, or he could have been duped. Who knows? Or he could have been duped. Indeed. How is it tell? It's an ongoing, investigation. ongoing investigation. He says, in which case I we would like discuss. to give you my blessing to investigate the blackened swords. He says, I will add Apparently my marks so to your ideas. documents, and they will give you no trouble investigating their ranks. Mm. Is it possible that this mark could cause more trouble, though, if we're dealing with isolationists? He says, he says, I do not know if there is much that will help when dealing with the isolationists. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Your majesty. You guys seemed right in an argument I saw earlier. (laughs) Well. Mm. And you would have us go talk to the Blackened Swords? Or... He says, Snoop if it is necessary, uh, he says, if it is necessary in the course of your investigation. Hmm. He says, take whatever leads you feel are <coughs> necessary. My sister has trusted this duty to you, and therefore I will trust you. Hmm. He says, I'm not trying to influence your investigation, only to, uh, only to expand help. <clears throat> Fine. I think... He says, for a fear that the blackened swords have come under direct investigation for even something that they are innocent of. He says, well, they have a, they do have a violent and hot-headed reputation. So the the mark will help with that? He says, they are, despite being not under my control, they are loyal to me. Hmm. Okay. Do they have some some sort of headquarters we can go to? He says, they are, um, possibly... 
pull uh, them out. I'm going to check my map. Perhaps you could establish a meeting point for us at a predetermined time by through one of your contacts. He says, uh, he says, yes, I can do that. When would you like to meet? He says, we do not have to arrange it now. We can arrange it later if you return to me. Very well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the date with Destiny. And some plague. And some plague folk. <laughs> sure. Um, Mark? Mark now? Talk later? He says, yes. This will also grant you entry into our headquarters in the future. Oh, good to know. As he waves his hand over That's each of bad. your hands, and you feel another sigil burn uh, in. <laughs> as, uh, Why does it have to be so painful? Burning sensation on the back of your hand. <laughs> this is not a good system. This is not a good system. Why, why do we keep so access? Ren asks, when we get these things removed, <laughs> can you get them removed? Does it hurt more or less? He says, it hurts a great deal. <laughs> a great deal. Okay. Depends on your fortitude. Well, let's get going. I'm sure you've Thank been you through this. Ren says, however, I have a pretty wicked tattoo. I dare you Just to make this one Jesus. worse. <laughs> Let's, let's not start whipping out the tattoos among the royalty. He said it in kind of jest, not I really know. like a, we know, I we really know. want to see you make this more painful for me. It was a, huh, that was pretty painful. Yes. I'd like to see this well, one compared. We, uh, let's thank him for his time and uh, be on our way to the plague. It, was there anything else? Let's go talk to Mater, right? Your yeah, Majesty, Mater. your Lordship, your he says, doctor. Highness, he says, doctor. that will do. Thank you for being straightforward with me. Yes. Of course. I hope that doesn't bite us in the ass. Yes. Well, we didn't sense any. We were pretty. Yeah. (laughs) Like waterfall, words to flow out of our mouths. Yeah, we're we're leaving now. Well, see, the. It's important that we can investigate the black swords, black and swords, because they are really our next. Like, those are our leads there. Um, And this is important, but. uh, I fear his sister will not be happy to hear that we well, were gabbing. And part it of the could problem. actually potentially be useful because if we now have access to the Reclamus, uh, in a show of good faith, it may gain us access to the isol- Isolationists. Because it shows that the Reclamus are cooperating, then maybe the Isolationists will as well. Well, the problem that I am worried is going to happen is that now the... Isolationists are going to. It will somehow come out that he knows stuff when they're debating or something like that. He'll slip up, and 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 then the isolationists are going to be like, "It's bias. We're not telling you shit unless you tell us." Mm. Brandis says. Also, I think that the mark that we bear is a massive practical joke they play on outsiders. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone asks for documents, and they go, "Oh." (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, you're you have clearance. These guys got branded too. No, that'll cost you twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. mm, it's a toll toll road. Toll road. So Alright, so now should we go back to Matrix? Yeah, I think so. Magical equivalent of I am an idiot. Yeah, seriously. We've all joined the it's just so stupid. stupid. <laughs> ah. Documents. <laughs> On your way. <laughs> On your way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Deep Mascar. <laughs> Asshole. Kick, kick me. 
<laughs> Alright, you guys are headed towards the palace. Everyone keeps yeah. kicking us. It'd be pretty cool if we get intercepted by the isolationist guys now. Bam, bitch. Complete the set. Yes, but their welcome will not be... Welcome to my humble, humble, you know, castle. Ah, you guys are outsiders. Grab them. Get the fuck out of my town. We could yeah. go take a Walk stroll past the isolationist quarters and see what happens. <laughs> I'm really not interested in, in goading them into attacking us. I mean... Yeah. Not not to sate my curiosity. I won't do it just for that. If there's a reason to go, I'll go. Agreed. I mean, we were Red warned says, not to cross a certain point. Yeah, but Red says, if they want to find us, they'll find us. I think that going and yeah, we trying to win their favor look, might look bad. They haven't been right all day. Yeah. They, uh, Alright. Can't seem to get a break. Alright, to the palace then. Started shit way over their head. Like five guys. <laughs> Alright. Your mother was comeback boots. Let's go to Meta. Reaching the palace, you hear a commotion mm-hmm. on entering the lobby of the palace. You hear shouting coming from the open door upstairs where you have met with Meta a couple times now. Oh, shit. Coburn starts running. Uh, the guards, uh, the guards stop you and say she's in a meeting. Yeah. There is a commotion. There are lots what is, of what is happening. Lots of meetings. <laughs> is this is this guard trying to keep us from something other than a meeting? Like, ooh, um, like sexy time. Uh, no, like 30, 31. The guy just looks at Colvin and says, "Family drama." Oh. Uh oh. There's only one other family member here. He says, Does she need help? He says. He says, He looks around and he just laughs and says. Don't you think we would be the ones that would assist? I know. What are you doing down here? <laughs> he says, Mind your own business. <laughs> Goba gives him the look like, okay. You can hear the shouting coming from upstairs that uh, is a man's voice, and, uh, and he is yelling and says, How could you let outsiders investigate? How could you, how could you let them touch the body of our brother? I suspect that's the other brother who we've not yet met. The brother. Enter Turvis. And then you hear, call off this investigation! And then her responses, whatever they are, are obviously calm and normal voice as it is uh, you can't hear them? to hear. Nine. Oh, nine. Will a 33 hear them? Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Hugh can barely make out uh, make out what she is saying as he can hear her say, hear her say uh, they have our best interests at heart. They wish to help us and they are impartial. She says, I will not call off the investigation. And then he just he snaps back saying, no good can come of allowing non-Amaskari in the great city. That would be us. We are in the city. And then just a few seconds later, you see a man storming out of <laughs> her room as he oh. slams the door behind him. Can we just look the other way like we aren't here? Rem looks right at him. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, they're twins. So it doesn't matter how tall he is. He's, he's probably going to look a lot like... They're twins? Yeah, they are. Tervis and Solder are twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tall with an athletic build, stern ice gray eyes, and a finely trimmed mustache. 
give this man uh, a much more gentlemanly look than uh, than most other people you see. And as he comes storming down the stairs, you see with two um, what appear to be elite guards uh, following him, comes storming down the stairs, and he says, "That's them!" Just don't don't move, guys. Don't. Move. And he just shouts and. S- Saliva comes spitting out of his mouth as he is Ugh. just clearly was he uh, drinking furious. something. He's furious. Uh, his regal great coat is trimmed in black and purple with gold clasps. Cool. These guys have nice clothes. How's he look compared to his brother? You mean uh, handsome? A lot more uh, red in the face right now. A lot more same facial hair. Face. I didn't catch that before. No, he has a mustache. The other guy's clean shaven. Okay. That's useful. But if he were to shave his mustache, would he look exactly like his The one with like the facial brother? hair is uh, the very similar. one. Mm. Okay. In fact, uh, since you guys have seen all three of them, uh, I can give you a... Oh! Mate! Wait, where's the mustache? I don't see a mustache. It's, Draw it. It's in, it's in progress. Just imagine <laughs> a mustache. Give a mustache, Greg. Pretend there's... I can't... Pretend there's a mustache. Damn it. <laughs> Break it out. Draw it in paint. <laughs> I, know. I am not going to waste such a time. God damn it. I wanted that. Mist, isolationist. Fine. Solden. Terrorists. <clears throat> Alright. fighting, you two. Love each other. Hi. Master Alright. Um, as he, uh, he is looking at you and he is saying, he is saying, he is saying, I order you to leave this city! We have a. Th- we just have your best interests at heart. Oh, God. They're gonna know we were We're under orders from you. Well, no. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> yes. He just stands there. As uh, Colin holds out his oh, documents, crap. he right. looks and he oh. says, <gasps> And he says, I knew it! You were working with my brother! And then you see him grab something from a pouch as he throws some marbles on the ground. Ren says to him, in his most calm Arcana, check that shit. What's he throwing marbles at us for? I think it would be best if everybody take a deep breath. Are you diplomatizing this guy? With a diplomacy check. Oh my god. Stop it! And roll the four. 26. doppelganger. 26, that's respectable. Um. Uh, that's uh, not. That's not Ren. Uh, as Ren is saying this, the marbles on the ground start swirling with, uh, swirling with this um, yellow energy that spews up from him. And then, as soon as the energy clears, you see a man standing where each of the marble was, dressed like the, the guards fuck? behind him. Hey, hey, let's not. Ren makes a mental note to investigate that at some point. Mm, he says, man. "He says they are claiming to be investigating the murder, but they have thrown in their lot with Solden." Uh, he says, uh, <clears throat> "He says apprehend them," and you see the guards behind start Whoa. moving forwards towards you. Well, this is not Hugh, necessary. Hugh says, uh, "Well, if you're going to say something, go for it. You'll say it better than I will." No, no, no go ahead. Uh, he says. We were investigating the reclamists as part of our investigation. Your brother gave his cooperation. A 38 assist. He says, a likely story. He says, uh, he says, it is more likely that you've been working with him all along. Uh, 
Rats. Haven't heard the rumors of the black swords who attacked us while we were investigating? Uh, he says, he says, of, of course, I know everything that has been talked about in this city. Ren says, well then perhaps it is time to hear your side of the story. He says, my brother killed our older brother. He wants to take, he wants to take the throne, of course. He says he would do anything to push his ways. He says he sent. Uh, he probably sent the blackened swords after uh, uh, after you all uh, in order to stop the investigation. Ren. He says he has clearly convinced you that uh, working with him is a good idea. Ren says, perhaps we should talk in private. Uh, he says. <laughs> He looks around, and he says, fine, and he looks to the palace guards as they just kind of look a little panicked, and they walk out of the room and shut the front doors <laughs> of the palace. What about his little Oh, the elite guards are all standing there. His marble guards are there. Marble Ben. Marble Ren Ben. Ren does wow. uh, a quick Ren. arcana check to see if he's ever heard of marble men to see wow. if they're actually, like, intelligent beings, or if they're just kind of... Was that a teleport spell, or are these summoned creatures? Maybe they're minions. Ooh, that was a crit. Nice. 40. He can definitely tell if the magic in these marbles was some sort of teleportation uh, teleportation magic, and these people standing with you are Mascari guards. Great. They're all wearing uh, uh, sashes of um, isolationists. Golden says, how are we supposed to find the black swords that did this without access to them? Uh, go ahead and roll a chip. What are you doing to help out? I'll do diplomacy. He says that. Just trying to reason with the guy. Seems pretty clear to what Colbin says. 30. Nice. No. 31. Nice. Colbin has good diplomacy? Yeah, he does. We've got three diplomatizers now. Pretty good. He says, you are telling me that you have, uh, that you are working with him only to investigate him. That's absolutely true. He says that it would, should be clear that anywhere he is sending you to investigate is the wrong place. That's up to us to decide. No, no stone should be unturned, isn't that right, Colden? No stone. <laughs> he, he agrees with this on a very fundamental level. On a fundamental level. He says, we, "Yes. Where should we, Where do you think we should investigate?" He says, uh, "He says I would investigate Solden directly. He was definitely involved in this." Do you have any reason to suspect so? Evidence. Evidence. He says, my brother is dead! Uh, Evidence of Solden's involvement. Solden seems very strong. He says, was it not the black swords that attacked you? Indeed, which is why we were investigating them. But reasons for Solden specifically? He says, Solden commands the black swords. How is Brandis helping out? Brandis is going to silently... And not in a fashion to... Hmm, Alarm? Brandis is going to um, puff himself up like a turkey. Um, uh, just trying to make them look like a less attractive uh, group to jump. Not to the prince, but to the closest guard. He's not He's like, given the guy the eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's not, he's yeah. not like, oh, come and get me! But he's just like... He flexes a little bit. Look at my Look at it. Like a turkey. Like a turkey. <laughs> As turkey. Like turkey. 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 Jack. Kind of like a... No, you don't want to try that, Jack. And like <laughs> a, you are aware of the phrase... <laughs> a turkey shoot, right? What do you get? Um, 
Oh, wait, that's with my... Yeah. Well, okay. It was a terrible roll, and it was 15. Took a shoot. 15 total. 15. It's ridiculous. No, it was awful. And I'm not wearing the right belt right now. I'm not wearing my cool belt. <laughs> you need that I'm wearing the one that makes my pants fall down. The one with the big skull on Coleman's it. wearing that belt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing that belt. You need that, that belt on, man. Um, and then he, uh, uh, one of the guards just sort of looks and uh, almost looks, looks like a laugh. surface turkey. <laughs> this does not. And you, you hear hands. him, uh, he just kind of looks over and he whispers and he says, This guy looks like a turkey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Push comes to shove. I'm just on that guy like wild gobble, eyes. gobble. No doubt. I mean, he <laughs> called. He called your shot. Um, <laughs> unarmed. And so, uh, someone said something. I, I rolled for him. You already rolled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was the last thing that someone said? You had said something. No. Golden. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, no, it's okay. I got thrown off. Um, By the turkey. Oh yeah, he says. Uh, he says, "My uh, my brother is dead, and he commands the black swords." Goblin says, "He's very strong. How can we uh, investigate him? He's very strong." He says, "My sister clearly thinks that you should be put on the case because you know what you're doing." He says, "Is that not the case?" Ren says, "We do. Un- so just stay out of our way, and we'll get to the bottom of it." Ren says, "Understand, we are very good at what Sorry, we do, though. but we." Don't know. We have no preconceived notions about your brother, yourself, your the murder or anything. So us being impartial requires us to talk to all parties. Go ahead and roll. But make no mistake, we are excellent at what we do. Bluff check. <laughs> Damn it. Thirty. <clears throat> Just <laughs> Did you roll diplomacy or bluff? <laughs> I rolled a diplomacy. If I rolled a bluff, it was a twenty-nine. Uh, no, plus if I rolled a bluff, yeah, twenty-nine. <laughs> My bluff is one shorter. It was one less um, than diplomacy. He says, uh, "He says that is understandable." Then perhaps I can give you some evidence that will uh, that will help point you in the correct direction. Evidence would be welcomed. Be welcomed. Yes. He says, uh, he says, I know who this one is. And points to Keeper. Hmm. Oh. Wow, Go on. It looks to Keeper. Stole it for a while. Oh, crap. You're right. He looks to Keeper and, uh, he looks to Keeper and says, Whoops. Your little tifling friend is here in the city, is she not? We have really. You we know about a not tifling? At all. He says, "Ah, yes." Her so eagerness you, is like so you know, you face. know of her as well. Uh, yes, we know of her. He says she is being held in the Reclamist prison. The Reclamist prison? He says, oh, yeah, "Yes." He says, uh, "He says, as so, I said, nothing happens in the city without me knowing." That uh-huh. is excellent information. Do you happen to know why she's in Reclamist prison? Because, uh, he says, I can only imagine because she was investigating what you are investigating. Mm. The murder? Yeah. Well, probably. probably. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. <clears throat> uh, he says, uh, he says, this man, uh, he says, Solden knows that she is, uh, a friend, as I do. He has many eyes in town. It is impossible that he does not. Why would he not tell you of this? He does not trust you, and he is keeping it from you. Hmm. Well, that sounds right. 
That's a good question. Inside check. Yeah, inside check on this. Fifteen? Uh, he still looks uh, pretty mad, but he's just kind of... He's hearing reason. He's not happy about it. Reason's, reason's good. I like reason. We will definitely check this. Absolutely. We have no reason not to. Thank you. He says, I suggest you play along with Solden to get access to more of his base. And then... To Stoila. He says, and then break her out of that place. He says, they do horrible things to their prisoners there, as some of my escaped uh, members can attest to. Hmm. It didn't seem that horrible when we talked Sounds to him. Sounds evil. Great. He says, do you not know of what it is that he wishes? Yes, he, he, says, he explained it. Yes, it, uh, it did sound Unless a little bit... Intense? Nefarious. The old well, Damascus was terrible place. It yeah. Was pretty he says, Our people just wish to return to the way it was before the spell plague. We put up the great seal. We'll keep to ourselves. He says, Wouldn't you like that better? I have no opinion on the matter. Stolman says, and I would <laughs> like that better. <laughs> he says, As a politician, I appreciate that answer. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny my feelings on the subject of him asking. Goldman definitely says, I would like that better. He probably really feels that way. He really does. Better than the alternative, or perhaps not better than any alternative. Indeed. Apparently the middle ground was killed. In an attempt to win favor, he says, I can understand your point of view. There are a lot of dumb people out there in the world. And rolls a 27 bluff check. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. He says, says, yes, the Amaskari people are better off kept to our own. He says, we have developed more arcane uh, more arcane spells and rituals than the rest of the world has uh, with all of their people working together. Well, thank you for the information. We'll certainly follow it up. Colbin says, if we find out something, do we, do we talk to you again? He says, uh, uh, he says, uh, as much as I may disagree with my sister's judgment of push, putting you in charge, it is probably best that you speak to her. He says, I do not know if I could stand being in your presence again. Ouch. He says, we'll talk to, we'll speak with Mayta. It has been a long day. You yeah. may smell. Ren says, but if we need to get we'll in contact with you, <laughs> if we find something that demands your attention... How will we get How to you? How do you suggest we contact you? He says, speak with my sister. I have absolute trust in her. All right. Okay. Simple He's... enough, I guess. Uh, Cohen says, we were going to speak with Thern. Now. Presently. Yes. He kind of like looks at the guards. We... He says, very well. Are we done? And he, uh, he gestures <laughs> to his guards to now? start moving as you see the ten elite guards that are here as they... Open the front door as the other guards come back inside. And he that was is clearly walking one. off back towards the uh, turns left towards the isolationist headquarters. Just yeah. a question before we walk in the door here: Should we tell her anything about Stoila? Mm. What if she asks about Stoila? Well, she she hasn't asked yet, so I'm going to assume she's not going to. Refresh me again on why Stoila is here. Stoila was one of the escaped uh, students from Rath's Academy who yeah. had originally gone down to Deep Mascar because she thought he had a hand in it. 
And she broke into Deep Mascar because she wanted to get around the whole having to have your weapons yeah. stuff. And I guess okay. that. And she had two associates as well, besides Keeper. Yeah. We, haven't we don't heard have anything a about ton that. of reason to trust her to trust Meta completely, but we um, need to talk to Starla about the academy. Well, the thing is, yeah. what I mean is, depend for for who we should tell about Starla, or we should just keep to ourselves. We've kind of already told Meta more than <clears throat> most people we've interacted with in terms of Arath and why we're here and the, and the academy and all that. So it's, I almost feel like there's something for about these penny. Mascara that just makes us talk to them. Well, yeah, they're so persuasive. They're very charismatic people. Um, I'm trying. What I mean is, like, we don't really. I think we were kind of like, man, we just we've got no. I think that's her personal thing. I mean, I I think that has really nothing to do with what she's interested in, which is who killed her brother. So I say we keep it to ourselves unless it serves our purposes otherwise. The whole um, Arath Dark, Dark Academy stuff seemed to interest her a little more than. Mm. Well, especially the bit about the throne of Omanon. They got real clammy about that. Yeah. As in, you're not even supposed to know that exists. So maybe just not say anything about, about uh, Stoyla until we gain a little more progress in the investigation and then say, hey... Well, she might be more open to discussing those things after we s- figure out this thing well, for her. And if and if helping us is what she wants to do, wants to do um, <clears throat> tell her about Stoyla, she might have more information, and she might have some power over what happens. She might have some say so over her brother. Trust her or don't trust her? That's kind of the question here. Yeah. Well, really, just do we talk about Stoyla right now or not? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Do we trust her with that information? Um, if it comes up. Well, the the brother said he trusted her, so maybe he's already told her. One of these guys is lying. She may already know. One of these three is... Is, Tervis is, knew. Is, is going to try let's, to kill us. Let's not bring it up. If she brings it up, then we'll... That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Don't actively conceal it, but don't just volunteer it. Okay. Well, <laughs> now that we've discussed this on her doorstep... Here we go. <laughs> hey, it's just standing right watch. there. I overheard you outside. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try to kill you. Who's that? Um, no, I'm, I'm not saying... I just, like... Everyone is saying that someone else is lying. So they're all lying. So maybe they, they all, all they all did it. Deep mascot, burn it all. It's one giant ruse by a wrath. The entire city <laughs> keeps occupied for four months until the alignments are right. Illusions. At some point, we finally actually try and attack one of these. Main no, people. we're we're still stuck in the past. He just changed it. What a is little. this? <laughs> oh, by the way, Branson remembers this. It's another memory. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. Can't be a memory. You remember way too All right. much. Alright, Meta <laughs> says, Ah, welcome back. Hello, it, busy day. I'm, I'm very tired. She says, Really? What have you learned? Uh, well, we visited the Order of the Blue Fire. And that your family has problems. <laughs> she says, Well, she says, two brothers well, are trying to kill them. Can you blame them? He says, Our brother was just murdered. It is. <laughs> that's difficult. Part and one of, of my brothers is most likely involved. Hmm. It is unfortunate. That's a small way to call it a problem, yes. Yes. We have spoken to both brothers. She says, you have? Yes, which is more than we had before, which is progress. He says, why did you speak to my brothers? You were supposed to run it by me first. Versus one of them was in here on our way in. Couldn't avoid it. She says, oh, 
only moments ago. He was pretty furious. Uh, he yes. was. He threw marble man at us. <laughs> she says, he likes his marble man. <laughs> Very impressive spell. Only he possesses it. Interesting. We'll get it. What if I was the only one to possess it? You do. You have marble wrens. <laughs> marble wren. <laughs> Screw your marble man. I have marble wren. Oh, um, so amazing. Brenna says, uh, the other, um, seemed to, uh, have urgent, shows his urgent documents, Which seems to reveal yeah. pretty much how Everything. things went with the other yeah. brother. He was much more inclined to speak with us. She says, Sultan has given you his blessing to investigate his own people. The Black Swords. He f- fears the uh, suspicions that may be aroused if uh, others find their uh, find out about their involvement. Or possible involvement. Mm. She says, that is interesting. Why? She says, well, if, she, if he is welcoming investigation of the Blackened Swords, it certainly does... It either means he has confidence in their ability to keep what they've done a secret, or that they truly have not done it. Or he doesn't know they've done That. I doubt. We are... This is another possibility. We are planning on going to the Plaguelands first. She says, this is where the Order of the Blue Fire has suggested that you go? Yes, apparently yes. there is some other organization that operates out of there, which may have been the source of the attackers of this morning. She says, the, those that attacked you uh, wielded the Spellfire energy. It makes sense. Spellfire energy? She says, uh, she says, I agree with the decision. We will let you know. Okay. If we get back. We yeah. plan on heading out in the morning. If we return. Well. Yeah. In the next, in the morning. whatever the morning is. In the next eight hours. Brandon says, your brother, the victim. Ilfaman. Did he have... A spell scar by any chance? She says, uh... She says, no. Not that you knew of, at least. She says, I would have known. He did not. <clears throat> Fine. Ren does an arcana check to see if he can sense any kind of spell scarring on Meta. Okay. How obvious is it, obvious is it when someone does an arcana check? 38. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Hold still. Uh, totally. No, detect magic you, like, uh, takes a minute. It would probably be, uh, it would probably depend on, uh... Your skill, the, I think. The, how well, um, the person trying to counter sense, uh, mm. knows arcane, you know? It probably gives off some amount of, uh, um... Signature. Essence. Signature, you know, when you, when you do that, you're kind of trying to access the weave. The weave is this kind of, you know, constant... And also, energy around. And where so. would Ren check for spell scars on a broad like that? That's a zinger. What'd it do? Ren definitely detects a spell scar. Oh! 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 Dude, I don't think Ren. I'm reeling! Look at me! I'm reeling! He can, uh, he can, he can detect, um, that she, um, that there is um, kind of a spell scarred signature uh, behind her hair when she covers her eye. Ren says uh, in his most gentlemanly manner oh, that he can ponder. This is going to be bad. Says, we've now talked for at least a few minutes to each of your brothers, but in the interest of 
Impartiality. Impartiality. Explain to us what you would stand to gain if both of your brothers were found to have any part of this, or if your brothers were to go to jail or something like that. She cracks a smile immediately as she says, uh, she says, you are investigating me as a suspect. Again, I say, she says, from your own mouth, She says, you do not have to, you do not have to beat around the bush. Uh, she says, I was actually quite disappointed that you had not already. She says, I hired you to be impartial. She says, this is your job. Had you never even questioned it, I would have had to throw out your final conclusion for you would be, uh, for you would not be good investigators at all. Mm. Nice deflection. (laughs) She says, uh... She's good at this. And she says, uh... She says, I, uh, do, would not have much to gain, uh, if it is the seeking the throne that you are speaking about. I am younger than both of my brothers. They are ahead of me. So if one were guilty, the other one would get it, and not you? She says, yes. This is why this is such a conflict. If one is found guilty, they will not be able to take the throne, and the other one will become new emperor. Colburn asks, what vision would you have for the future of a Mascar? He asks her what vision she would have for the future of of Deep Mascar. That's true. We have heard what both of your brothers desire. She says, I... Personally, uh, fall more in the neutral camp like my older brother. <laughs> he says, but I have never really considered leading. It is, I have always had three older brothers than me. It has not been a realistic possibility. Brennan says, um, if neither of them are found guilty, they're twins. Who would take the throne? Oh, uh, that's a problem, yeah. She says, well, one that is a great point of contention. Magic. It is perhaps why both sides are so eager to find the other side guilty. It is why it is so necessary to have an outside Closure. Force. She says, uh, we have looked into it and there exists no such precedent on the record for who would, uh, who would be a leader. We would have to figure it out at that time. But no one even cares to consider until this investigation is conclusive. Do um do either of your brothers have spell scars? She says no. No? Okay. We haven't exactly mentioned we know. We already asked if one did. We We don't necessarily need to tell her right now that we know that she has a spell scar. She's very self-conscious about it. Yeah, the whole hair thing has got to be an indication that who's really paying attention. You have to warn her privacy. Yeah. You know what kind of ghastly eyes behind that. It's like, do you have a spell scar up next to that giant pimple? God, why are you going to say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is your spell scar. Have some class. Oh, Well, then what's... What's her build? How tall is she? Uh, she's shorter than her brothers. Um, she with heels, five so 11. not five eleven. <laughs> she's, she's about five eight. Okay, she's just shorter. Stilts, lifts. Why would she wear lifts though? So the investigators. <laughs> so she could look down on him as she killed him. Ren asks her, <laughs> "What is your relationship with the order. blue with the Order of the Blue Fire?" She says, why is it that you ask this? Because we have... Insight check. Ooh, good. Uh, it can't be that secret that she has a spell. 32. Um, 
Aurora gets that she is uh, she is definitely suspicious about Ren's questioning. She says, she says, come now. You have asked me if my older brother has a spell scar. You have asked me if my uh, if my two brothers have a spell scar, and you are asking me what my relationship with is the blue fire. If why don't you just ask me if I have a spell scar? Ren says, "You seem to doubt my prowess. I know you have a spell scar." She says, "I know you know." And then she folds back her hair, as you can see, her eye is completely mangled, and in its place is kind of just a um, a bluish flame that is just taking its place. Mm-hmm. And Fetchy. Ren asks again what her relationship is with them. She says, uh, "She says I have worked with them uh, quite a bit. They are friendly to people scarred like me. She says people outside my family and the leadership of the Blue Flame do not know about my spell scar. We are worried about the uh, damaged reputation it could lead to our family. The leaders of the Blue of the Order don't know. They, they do know." They do know. They are the only ones. Okay. She says, when I meet with them, they <coughs> tended to come here. She says, I go there occasionally, but no more than anybody else. How did you get your spell scar? She says, at a young age, I took part in a... Not a pilgrimage. It was not intentional, but it was for... Uh, a journey? Yeah, like a thing. A little trip? Walkabout. A little trip. Well, I'll walk about. An outing. You Whatever, were... we went out to go hunt, a hunting party. Yeah. In the in through the underdark and we found is ourselves she lying? In, in the place. It sounds like she's she lying. not. She just doesn't know what it was called, okay? <laughs> don't make fun of her. She went hunting like once and they don't really do hunting. It was a novelty thing, like, wow, kill food. How amusing. We just make ours out of magic. Whatever, I went hunting. Fuck you, God, jeez. <laughs> Exploring? <laughs> she says, I went with my, um, he says, I went with my older brother. It was, uh, a bonding experience. Experiment. Experience. Experiment. Oh, she's covering up her hair. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> she puts her hair back, covering up her eye. She we says, now she know says, they don't get along. I, we stumbled into the Plaguelands, and I came out a little worse for wear. Hmm. He was okay. Uh, he says, it is the Order of the Blue Fire that he took me to first, and they helped uh, they helped me uh, deal with it and cover it up. Your, it condi- your condition. They thought it was best for me to keep it a secret from the people, and my family agreed. Oh, but, but don't you think having someone in such high <clears throat> repute being spell-scarred would do better for people with your condition? She says, there is still a lot of prejudice. It is... She says, it is quite possible that you are correct. This is the decision we have decided to make. Hmm. Um, just in the order of curiosity, we have believed that the attacker was spell-scarred. It's possible that he may be attempting to hide his affliction. What are common methods of hiding spell-scarred? clever hairstyles. She says, many Very people clever. with spell-scars do not have it in such an unfortunate, obvious place as I do. She says, many times it can just be a scar on the back. Says the more unfortunate people have uh, a completely mangled intense arm disfiguration. or an intense disfiguration. She says it varies from case to case. Well, I know that's the visible signs, but everything in this place seems to be uh, highly magical. And my friend here, I imagine, is probably not the only one who exists the ability who uh, uh, has is the has the ability to detect such things. She smiles. We're having a bit says, of a moment here. Says you are selling your friend short. Well, 
And then she looks to Ren and says, He is selling you short. <laughs> short. Says, it what is obvious that you do not again. deal with the arcane, for you do not quite realize how powerful it is your friend is. The subtleties oh, that of is detecting a spell spell. most likely true. She says, Detecting as he has done is no easy task. Ren. Ren just gets puddled. Turns into a puddle. Ren's so puddled. Ren doesn't really like short jokes. But <laughs> I didn't will, even think of that. But he will look past this one because she stroked his ego and stroked it well. Oh, yes. oh nicely done, Nita. Um, Coleman asks, he says, does this limit the interaction you have with others? She says, not so much. She says, I interact plenty, if you know what I mean. She says, I don't uh, go running any marathons. Mm. All things to say. I have to say, All though, that from say. a... Ren doesn't say this, she but... They came up once. Ren's came up. thinking now. <laughs> she is quite uh, flattering of Ren's ability, and this isn't the first time she said something like that. She must be a You think she's into you? No. But could it be does you. make me a what little um, suspicious because Cautious. people don't generally butter Ren up this much. <laughs> oh, good point. Well, she wants to get into your tiny pants. You rolled an awesome check. <laughs> well, this is pants. like magic world. I mean, most people don't know enough about what you do <laughs> to know how awesome you are. Yeah, I mean, so like <laughs> you, by comparison, you just realize they have like just buttering me up. They have like the edge here. It's like, yeah, you don't know about our secret document spell. I'm like, oh great, why don't you come to my house and we'll see how much you know. Yeah. Die, you know. Yeah, see, because normally people look at Branson and they're like, what a mountain of a man. Yeah. I wish I could be him, but they're like physical ability. Psh, he can't cast a spell. But you're like he's like a child. Like a very much. You're like Coldplay here. Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things yeah. to say. Like Coldplay. Like a Okay. <laughs> all right. I have nothing to say to that. Just nice. I was just saying that. So Red's self-esteem is, not, is so is low. Not used to this. That compliments up. make him suspicious. <laughs> yes. No. Hey, Red, Red, we know you've been living in a rat's shadow this whole campaign. Lincoln thought come. It's okay. There's a man. pattern here. You still a bad. We are saving like, our campaign, like chasing a more powerful wizard. <laughs> All right, let's keep. Let's move on. I was role playing and it got turned into real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. No, that was me. No, that was him. I don't know what said. We're just trying to chase a more powerful wizard. This is about. This is. All right, let's uh, let's Ambition. move on. She has. She said. Yeah. Okay. Coleman says. Um, Unless he says, unless you have help for us in crossing the spell plague or the plague lands, we will uh, we will do our best to investigate. She says, I am confident in your ability. Okay. Cool. Let's head out. You don't want to check out or? Stoila tomorrow. Anyone? Stoila. Stoila later. Well, you guys are still in her room. Yeah, well, I'm so okay, don't say that. Are you leaving? Are you leaving? <laughs> are you gonna spell out the word? On your way out the door, she says, "Oh, one more thing." She says, "I, I am constantly uh, struggling with the uh, common language." She says, uh-huh. "The subtleties of uh, the uh, jokes elude me. You did not laugh when I said he is selling him short. Did I? <laughs> did I tell the joke correctly?" 
Brent says, <laughs> it's a joke. No, no, you told it correctly. She says, oh, okay. I'm... Oh, I... Did I offend? Brent says... Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Luckily, you also <laughs> said something joke. nice. So I will... I'm choosing to not take offense. <laughs> she says, Colvin. I am just trying to learn the language better. Thank you very much. Maybe you should talk to Solden. He seems to have the language dominated. Yeah, I was going to say, why does Colvin speak so well? Colvin. Solden. Solden. Why does Colvin <laughs> speak so well? Colvin did not speak that well. <laughs> She says, Solden's uh, dream is to lead the people on the surface. He has uh, studied the common tongue his whole life in order to uh, better represent the Amaskar Empire. Who's Should he him? take them to the surface? Just out of curiosity. She says, he took uh, many trips to High Amaskar and has, uh, in, in his younger days, has ventured out into the world. Gotcha. Huh. I guess you. that makes sense. More likely to be influenced by Rush. Who's he? Possibly. Who's he learning coming from? Some five-five average build spell scout who hates the prince. <laughs> no one important. No, no. Uh, no, one, no one important. Just this guy named Arath. Five eleven. I was gonna uh, say he's too short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say five 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 eleven. Yeah, we understand um, what you meant. Brennan's, on our way out, Brennan says, and it's Doc humans. Doc Let's go. with a <laughs> with a with a hard k, k-, k- in there. Get it. No, it. Ren asks Meta just because he's very also curious about this. Yeah. He says, you know, we get asked for our documents an awful lot. Is that just because we're outsiders? Or do you guys actually <clears throat> ask each other for documents that much? Do you have security so tight in this place that you're always asking for documents? She says, the city is very uh, on edge currently. Uh, more suspicion than usual. Do you have any way of tracking documents? She says, of course. Like... Does everyone have documents? I'm thinking, like, like you can go and look back and see where, like, documents have been checked in and stuff like that. She smiles and she says, "Uh, that would be considered... uh, um, Privileged information? uh, National security. Oh, Ren says, well, that Please. seems like a pretty easy way to go and determine who may have been close to your brother at the time of his death, if you follow me. She holds her palm up and she says, only outsiders have documents. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Goody. Well, that's that's kind of well, what he was asking. That's, yeah. That yeah, wasn't Stoila. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, what's Stoila? Uh, hey. Do, uh, do you guys, or... Do you guys have anything to do tonight other than sleep and leave? Yeah. Not really? Unless, unless we need to buy anything for well, prepping. Should we just, like, jump ahead after the rest? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not excited about leaving Stoila for another night in a in an Emascari prison if it's that horrible. I'm not sure how we could get her out. Well, at least we could go see. I mean, maybe we can, you know, investigate. Hey, can we have her out? Oh, yes, that's fine. We no, just no, thought, you know. we're not asking for her out. I just want to make sure she's okay. Well, don't the they have her least. in the... In the Reclamist. Um, yeah. that's what the guy said just by saying, hey, can we see that type, like, no one knows that we know. Right. I just feel like busting someone out of jail is... I don't... Like, that's gonna put stuff up a notch. I'm so not I'm, saying we should bust her out. All I'm saying is I want to see how she's doing. See if there's some way we could visit her. Yeah, just visit her, or, or you know, talk to her at as a possible least, lead. Fo- at the very the least, we could brother. say, 
there's uh, there's an inv- not an invader. What do you say? Hey, we found out the attacking. There's somebody here illegally who, who happened to be here at around the same time that he was murdered. We want to go talk to her. Okay. We, I mean, that's that's a pretty easy cover to pull off. So. It's true. Yeah, because yeah, we and it, all of it's true. That's what if they didn't know that she was here illegally? Yeah. Well, she doesn't have documents, so yeah. it would be kind of obvious. That's, according to the logic of the brother, there's no reason that we would know that she's in the prison. She's a secret prisoner right now, yeah. and the guy knows that we know her yeah. through through Keeper. Yeah. So us just saying, hey, there's a typhling, he'd be like, yeah, your friend that you're looking for, and I have her in secret prison. Like, it's going to be hard to say, hey, we're looking for a typhling that might be secretly kept in If your I prison. can bring up another point in, on that point, like, um, <clears throat> Solden unless I'm mistaken, has already seen Keeper. That's well, he seemed to ha- say the... the have his, like, I know everything goes on in this city, so I recognize you. No, that I don't was, think there that was, was, like, was a... <laughs> I'm saying Solden, the, re- the reclamist, who we encountered, we spoke no, yeah. to him. Yeah, we were, we were in his presence. He, yeah, ma- he made no mention of her then. Right. Yeah. Or of Keeper. Yeah, so, so either no, no, Tervis is a better... He's keeping that from us. Yeah, it's being, it's being purposely hidden. hidden from us. So to call well, that, that out, that's is an assumption, though. I just mean it's possible that he. I take it either doesn't made care. His room, then. Yes. Yes. I We're back in our yeah. Room. yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah, either yes. he either doesn't care, doesn't know, or yeah, he's keeping it from us. But I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that he's mm-hmm. that he's lying. I mean, that's that's certainly a, a very real possibility, but. Yeah, I I would. If he is, why would he? It sounds like he's trying to. It sounds like it's something that's that's being hidden from us, mm-hmm. uh, based on what like what Tervis was was saying, yeah. how he's putting. It. He's like, he's like, look, I know, I know all what's going on with the typhoon with Keeper with you. So does he. And that's true. He's not telling you. Like that's what he said. So either yeah. So either that must be unless... and <laughs> she's and she's not. I mean, there's no way Solden doesn't know. He yeah. has the typhoon. Like he knows who she is. He knows what's going on. I mean. He, Keeper was with us when we talked to him. Yeah. So he knows. Unless that brother was lying completely, but that's a little weird that he would know about a typhling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just a random. So they, it's they, kind they of both this. have got to know about what's Unless Tervis has her and was lying. That wouldn't give him any gain at all. What? It makes sense. I mean, at, 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 at holding something over. The best possible scenario would be that Solden has him but doesn't know what she's done or anything or that we're associated with her. Which is. What, 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 do you think that's the best scenario? Yeah, it's not going to be that Tervis said that... I mean, to put Sultan in the best light, I mean... Oh, okay, because Tervis said... Like, it wouldn't I make any sense that... Tervis knew there was a connection between the three of us. Yeah. And the connection was yeah. Keeper. Yeah, exactly. So, and so you, and you think Sultan doesn't know that? No, that would be uh, to put him in the uh, best yeah. light. It's not going to be Tervis says, no, Sol doesn't actually know anything about it and doesn't yeah. actually have her. Because it would put him in the best light. That? And also, it doesn't seem as likely as he does know what's going on the connection. He probably does. Yeah, it seems that seems most likely. There's only one way to find like, out, that's to go see her. Yeah, I know. But it I, seems risky to see her. Because it because it is calling nothing a bluff. Ventured, and like, nothing ventured, yeah. nothing If he's lying to us, then it's like, ah, and now they're... All together. Now they're on to me. Um, I'm just saying, as far as if we're going to say nefarious people, I would say Solden over Turbis, just because he's ambitious, wants to rule the world types, and that's the sort of fellow that Arath was able to influence back in Olgarth. Yeah, that's true. I so, just think if the the plague land needs to happen anyway, I mean, I hear what you're saying about about her being in a terrible place, 
But like, it seems like if we well, take what, extra, what would you do if it were Daleman? This is definitely not Daleman. I'm just asking you. Why does it matter? Because let's just keep on what we actually got going here. Yeah. Try to move it's things a little more forward. Okay. Well, would you want to like? I mean. Should we just say? I mean, do what, so you're saying we shouldn't debate anymore? No, you can debate it. Uh, I just no no need to have even more hypothetical with what would Damon do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Try Fine, we step back. Um, then I'm wondering, I'm wondering what everyone thinks the 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 risk is having Stoyla stay more time uh, and and risk more harm to come to her, or uh, versus doing something that may stir some things up for us, or. Uh, I guess go with the uh, with the more mundane investigations of the plague lands and the black swords and risk more harm coming to Starlet. Those are the trade offs that I'm seeing. That's that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do people have an idea of what they want to do, or should we talk yeah, about this more? I'm not too sure what. I mean, we're not really in any sort of position of authority to get Starlet out of jail, and we're on we're here in town on a fairly tenuous. Basis, we're just here to investigate. I mean, if we start going after our own stuff and like, why are you doing this? She might kick us out potentially. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could see if you go over and say, "Hey, we heard you have her. Can we see her?" And he says, "No." I think we kind of have to just leave it at that. We could potentially, if we want to start bargaining, if we do think she is, no matter who she's like uh, a prisoner of. Um, maybe getting some information from the plague labs and continuing the investigation, and instead of before where we kind of just gave the information to be like, hey, we're cool, now we use the information that we've gained as a bargaining chip of either saying release her or just see her or ensure her safety. I suppose if he's point, if like he's even to offer. if he's even interested in what we find in the plague lands, he's interested in what we find at the Blackened Swords. So what are you? What are people interested in doing then? I could see, I could see a possible compromise with just going there, kind of figuring out the kind of the, at least the tenebrae of, or not the tenor of uh, of uh, his reaction to us, asking about even prisoners or anything like that, and not acting on it then, and then going out into the playgrounds or possibly elsewhere, depending on what that that entails. Aurora's Aurora's really really quite serious about this. I mean, it, for her, the idea of, of letting some person languish in a prison if it's if it's horrible yeah. and torturous. Coleman's totally on board with that. Like, oh yeah, I mean that, that she's she's not going to let this rest unless until they at least have a plan. Either you you convince her or. Oh, I mean, we're talking PCs. No, Coleman is definitely much more in favor of helping the prisoner than going on this investigation. It's less important to him. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we talk both sides out. Also, so we understand I what's going on. How we <clears throat> so she doesn't want to break her out. Yeah, she just wants to just talk and just see kind of the the. Or if this guy's like, "Oh, what prisoner are you talking about?" and then we tell he's lying, at least that's some information. Okay. She doesn't want to leave blind and then come back and be like, "Oh yeah, Stoyla was killed." We just, just got to know that it's gonna. It's probably gonna, it might step. It might step it up. Yep. And it's and it's it's it seems like from our well, conversation and the prison. from our from our conversation, it seems likely that it'll step it up. If we're subtle about it, if we're if we're we should try to Gentle be. with it. it. Yeah, we're not going to bust in there. We're not going to kick the door down and be like, give us Stoila or tell us about Stoila. It's just... It might not. It might not, but the, I think we shouldn't be surprised if it ends up doing it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. If there, there might be some resistance, and we're not going to test that resistance too much. Yeah. My fear is, you know, hey, they're coming to break you out. Time to crank up the torture. Yeah. So, Could happen. I mean... Well, I mean... 
Because what, what does Brandis want? What is okay? Now we've talked about it. What does Brandis want to do? Like, I think uh, subtly, and that means the skill Brandis does not have, mm. inquiring after the prisoner just to gain a little more thing, and then and then go to the play. Like I, I want to pursue one of our more solid leads because the prisoner thing is kind of like somebody's lying to us. Will you take head? And it's gonna, it's gonna, need more lying it's gonna tip do. our hand on how little we know, and how like important sure. she is to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm. Situation. Colbin. We've already told that guy. Given yeah. all the conversations happening with Aurora and no doubt Keeper, being an advocate for helping Stoyla, mm-hmm. they were friends. He's pretty all in on helping Stoyla, and you guys know how he is in conversations. He doesn't play things subtly. So that's what it means involving him in this. We'll just keep him in the back. <laughs> Be like, all right. All right, so you guys are going to go speak with him. Yes. Okay, before we go... She's sort of against it, but whatever. But I, if everyone else is saying, let's go for it, I don't know. I mean, that's our whole reason of going in there, but if we if we go there and now that he knows we want it, then he has leverage on us. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm a little bit like... Depends. But at the same time, but, like, but then we get information too because we know like, that he does know. have her. Everyone's got to just. Well, let's, let's get a decision made. We got five people. Colin wants to help Stoyla. First, whatever end up ends up happening there, however we play it, that's what he wants to do first. Ren's fine going and chatting with Stoyla because, at the most, it might end up being pretty beneficial. <coughs> at the least. We say, yeah, we don't know who this girl is. We just... Aurora wants to as well. Okay, yeah. so, so you guys are going. But right? my question is, though, if I'm going in and I'm going to be bluffing and diplomatizing and <coughs> kind of lying to some of these guards about stuff that we're saying, I just want to know what angle exactly. She's part of our ongoing spell it investigation. Out. Okay. I say we we don't know we who take she it is. Very subtly, we don't know who she is. And we say, um, we're looking for someone who, uh, an outsider, because they stir things up and they're assholes, who doesn't have documents, who wouldn't be here legally, and they might be involved in the murder because and we got a the lead, documents wouldn't check. And we got a lead that they might be here. Except Tervis says that he knows that we that know her. Involved. Well, that's why we start with... We're looking for someone of this description, and then... Try and gauge if he's lying? Yeah. He says, oh, you mean Storley, your friend who I have captured? We're like, yeah. Yeah, then what's, what's up with that? that? Why were you lying? What's up with that? Well, we weren't no, lying. We're because all lying. we did was say we, we were looking for someone of this of this. We gotta be ready for him to ask us, like, what's up with the Black Swords? Like, we told him we'd do that. And we tell him we haven't done anything. Well, he said you'd have to come back to him to set up a meeting anyway. So. Yeah, oh, that's true. And we that's just true. left him, like... Great, we have an excuse to go back cool. anyway. I just want to make sure, like, I thought there might be a possibility of him grilling us about that. Okay, so... Let's go back. Where do we go? Alright. As expected, upon reaching the Reclamist's headquarters, they let you in after checking your documents, seeing the, um... The... Endorsement. Seal? You know. The documents? His, uh, his, you know, saying, you have my blessing, and they let you in. And then upon getting inside, someone meets you and says, are you here to see Solden? Yes, we are. Follow me. And he guides you to the same 
great hall where Solden is, uh, and he says, uh, you know, he says, wait one moment, and goes inside without you guys. About a minute later, he comes back outside, he says, he will see you now. Please let Ren do most of the talking. He is still sitting there, as before. He hasn't really changed the position. And he says, uh, he says, news already? Uh, Ren says, uh, We still need to do the meeting. Less, less news, more inquiry. He says, I am at your disposal. He says, uh, During the course of the investigation, uh, in order to rule out all other potential suspects, we want to know if you have, if you've arrested anyone or if you've taken anyone into custody lately that may prove to be some kind of a suspect, someone that may be violent, someone that may be here illegally, somebody that documents. doesn't have documents like ours. Roll your bluff check. Is that, is that really a bluff check, though? Yeah, you're completely hiding your actual intentions. I see. I thought lying by omission is not lying. 35. No, no, no. Oh, it's still your, lying. Your primary purpose here is to hold back information. True enough. 30, um, 35. Definitely. He says, uh, he says uh, yes, in fact, uh, we we do have somebody in our prison locked up. Ren says... Just what? Do you have any... May we speak to details this concerning this person? Can we talk? He this says it is a tiefling. She was uh, found trying to uh, break into the purple library. Hmm. Library. Interesting. He says he says it was uh, a couple days after the uh, the assassination. Do you know how long she's been in the city? He says I do not. She has. Uh, we have not. With all the commotion, <coughs> we have not had much time to uh, to speak with her. May we speak? He says, says she has just been locked up until things have died down and we can deal with her appropriately. Ren says, I think it would be beneficial that we speak with her. He says, uh, that could be arranged, I think. Thank you. Okay. Now? He says, now? Please. He says, oh, yes. Uh, uh, he says, uh, yes. Take them to the prison. Not as prisoners. Not and as prisoners. One of the guards, uh, or a couple of the um, honor guards, <laughs> come forward, wink, and they uh, they nod to you and start. Just as a as a, okay. can I do an insight check to see if he believed the lie? Because <laughs> just because he told us everything doesn't mean that he's not going to chuck us in this jail. <laughs> Twenty three. That's true. He's like, ah, of course. Seemed genuine. Right he seemed uh, happy, happy yeah. to help. Oh, all right. Hoping, in, and then and then as you're going, he says, he says. Do you have reason to believe that uh, that she could be involved? Not yet. He says, "Is she working for my brother?" We don't. Think we don't so. know that. He seems a little frustrated. He says, "Very well." Phew. Hmm. Don't Just think enough so. truth to get by. Did we do an insight check during that time to see who's lying? I did. All right. I mean, I thought I did. To like, the prison. It huh? seemed like they guide you around. It's a fairly long path to get to the prison. Down some stairs, moving around. You pass some places that look like uh, barracks. Uh, uh, various guards moves down even further. You realize digging this deep into uh, you know into they the don't under dark stone would be uh, would be a pretty magical blast. Uh, magical. A pretty big feat of um, <laughs> of you know, masonry. But 
I know that. Yeah, Aurora knows that. And as you go down, opens up into a very small little, um, a very small little prison. That only has uh, only has two cells. They don't keep many people down here. And there are uh, there are guards, standing guard, both on inside and outside of the main doors to the prison. Ren asks one of the guards uh, if there are any rooms available like there were in the palace, or not the palace. Where did we the talk? The headquarters? Yeah. The upper headquarters? Yes. Where <coughs> we can go talk in private. The guard says, yeah, you are not permitted to take the prisoner from the cell. Well, could you guys step out for a little bit? Says, on what authority? We show our documents. We're they not say you feel that a secret conversation with this prisoner is necessary for the investigation. It is necessary for us to privacy is important to ensure to remain, sensitive yeah. information maintain its, it's all at once. <laughs> integrity and the integrity of the investigation integrity. requires. Roll the diplomacy check. Me? Yeah. Whoever's asking him. A 39. They say, bat, very bat, well. Bat. They say, very well. We will be outside. Sweet. Thank you. I mean, thank you. And then they step out and shut the door behind. Excellent. Let's go. Are the doors, like, closed? Like, you can't. They're not bars, basically. What kind of doors? They're big, heavy doors. Oh, okay. So we have to open the doors to see who's in them. No, no, no. Doors to get into the prison. The cells are like oh. bars. Now we're alone. Is there anyone in the other cell? No. But in the other, uh, but in the first cell, you see that there is a tiefling sitting on the ground who has looked up at you. I assume they can still hear everything we say. Mm. Okay. Coburn does a heel check you to can assess do it how and what kind of condition she's in. That's going to be a Brand 34. Brand is, does it she seems there? to be in fine condition. Perhaps slightly, uh, you know, malnourished, you know. Ren has a ritual that allows us to talk to people so that only, like, basically somebody that's right next to him can hear what they're saying. Nice. Can I do it from a martial angle where I just shush everyone who talks loudly? You, <laughs> <laughs> look at you. All right. You're breathing too loud. Or you okay. create white noise. So Ren uh, says... Sorella sees you and has not said anything, and you see uh, that she looks to uh, keep her specifically, but still does not say anything. Ren, before anything is said, motions to everyone to keep quiet, and then as he kind of looks down, this is a pretty easy one, and so it doesn't take him terribly long to figure this out. And when you see Ren doing rituals, you all kind of recognize that he's doing it at this point. And um, when it's done, he says, there, now we won't be overheard. Nice. Goldman knocks on a wall again. He doesn't understand that this effect keeps happening, but he can still hear things. And Ren immediately <laughs> says to Colvin, don't knock on the walls. Colvin, I'll explain it later. Colvin stops knocking on the walls. He says, he says to the group first, he says, Stoyla seems to be in healthy condition. I don't sense that she has been tortured at all. She, uh... <laughs> yeah, Ren leaves this talking up to Aurora. And Keeper. I assume you know Keeper. She says, Yes, who are you? I'm Aurora. We're Lord Kishali. The first. Ren says, We're friends. 
You expect more? You see around in her. You see around in her cell that there's. Um, she's clearly been using like her finger to scrawl things on the wall and on the ground. Like crazy uh, writings. On the wall, you see a series of numbers: two, three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-three, twenty-nine, thirty-one, thirty-seven, forty-one, forty-three. Uh, you know, just written out in a long pattern. And on the ground, huh. she has. Um, it looks like uh, sketchings of like. Um, like almost engineering plans. Is it prime numbers or something? Are they? I was so trying to figure like out them. what that was. And uh, and yeah, so twenty seven, I think. She uh, she stands up. Number, right? yeah. no. <laughs> uh, she stands up and she says uh, she says, "Are you here to bust me out of this place?" Um. And she's just smiling. And it says, "Not immediately." Well, I'm glad to see that you haven't been tortured. Have we- you been tortured? It doesn't seem like she's been tortured. She might have definitely been tortured. But have you been place. tortured? Lert, Lert she says, guys. no, they have pretty much just left me here since they captured me. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's says, <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate that they just left you here. She said, did you say your name was Aurora? Yeah. And she says, the Aurora? Are there any the others? What? She looks the Keeper. Oh, yeah. And Keeper says, <laughs> and just nods silently. Hanging out with your robot buddy. Coleman says, uh, I have a reputation. He says, Are there any other blue eyed? We want to help you, you know to escape, but we need information from you. She says, How can I help? He looks to you guys and he says, The Academy? We're after a wrath in his academy. We heard. Uh, you were also. You were on the same quest, but somehow doing it alone. She says, you are after him? What do you know about him? That's Quite a, very, a bit. That's a very long story. More than you, I, hopefully. She says, I was not aware there was anyone else. Says, Neither were we up until not we too long ago. <laughs> she but says, this is delightful. We encountered your mother some time ago in High Mascar, and then later on we met with... Uh, Kishio? Kushio, yes. He How's my mother doing? Help. Uh, we saw her, her some time ago. Since, since the uh, she's sad issues of oh. her high masker. I was hoping you had seen her more recently. No, I'm afraid. Sorry. You may have seen her more recently than we have. No, I have not. If things go well, we can probably get you out of here without having to bust out. Okay. Our, our, our well, what, whatever it takes. <laughs> Have you been down here very long? Oh, it's been five days. Ooh. It's very, very boring. I imagine so, but you seem to be finding a way to entertain Bored. yourself. I have... She, like, motions at the wall. If Which I don't do my numbers, I'll go crazy. Interesting. Huh. I don't have any of my... And she just looks, like, really restless. She says, I just want to get out of here. Ren says, yeah, I kind of understand what she's going through. Uh, just by by looking at her, does she seem formidable? <clears throat> it's hard to tell. Um, for the um, uh, the little document she's got uh, branded on her hand, it sort of suppresses her magical abilities. Oh. And uh, she doesn't have any of her gear with her. Uh, she looks like someone who um, can handle herself, based on just kind of her attitude. Hmm. <laughs> What what were you doing in the purple library? That is where the information is that we... 
And then all of a sudden, she stops and she looks to keep her and says, Are we sure that we can trust them? Hey. We're here That's to help probably you, a good remember? Thing to check out. We came to her in a prison cell and we haven't let her out yet. I'm afraid. I don't. And then she all of a sudden she gets quiet and sits down. Aw, keep her. We're currently in the city Keeper, investigating the death us? of the prince. Uh, prince who was killed recently. Just before. Until I get out and get this removed, I I cannot trust my own senses. She says I'm not in command of my normal powers. You would understand if you are truly on the same cause as I am. Coleman says, if you are being treated well here, though you seem very restless, he says. The best way to help you is maybe continue with our investigation. He says, He says you are under suspicion for what has happened, for being an outsider like us. And, and that uh, could bode very poorly for you, I'm sure you... He says... You mean the murder? Yes, the murder. You I wasn't even in the city when it happened. It does not matter. Don't, they don't know that. She just rolls her eyes and said, Well, I didn't do it, so there'll be no evidence, and so it's fine. And I says, Once we solve this, or at least gain some sway... We can definitely get you out of here, but until then... Can you can you sit tight for a little while longer with your numbers and that? Are you kidding me? And she just sits down and crosses her arms. It was good to meet you. I'm Holman's glad that down. you're well considering the excruciating boredom you're... Ex- and you see it, she's just like sketching on the ground and can she's drawing several figures. And it looks like she's drawing you guys. <laughs> Great. Ren, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Ren's gonna do an Arcana check to see if he recognizes anything special about these numbers or the engineering plans or anything that she's drawing up. Is it doodles or something critical? I've got is an it, idea. Colbin is going to test the strength of the bars, not to bend them, but just in case check. a future plan escape is needed. He just kind of wants to give him a little bit of a push. <coughs> That's a 34. Upon reaching fingers towards the bars, he finds uh, he finds a strong shock comes to him as he gets jolted back and uh, he wasn't even touching the bars, just trying to cross the threshold <coughs> of the bars with his with his fingers. He realized there is some powerful uh, magical protection. And she says, I wouldn't do that. He rubs his hand and goes, oh. Unpleasant. Says, yes, warded in many ways. What'd you get, Ren? 20, Trust me. 23. Uh, you can recognize that they're prime numbers. Uh, you didn't say 27, then. 27 is not prime. I know, I thought I heard him no. say 27. I said 27 if 27 is prime. 27's not prime. So no. therefore I can it's say three it. times nine. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe she's just bad at primes. <laughs> <laughs> or it's three cubed. Mm. Nice. Mm, yes. uh, well... Aurora's worry is sated by this, oh. and aside from the woman's strangeness and her reaction to boredom and now drawing them, she's fairly confident that this woman is in no no uh, immediate danger okay. or suffering. Hopefully Keeper is also sated in that way. And I hope by mentioning that she might have something to do with the murder, she doesn't now be tortured. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We we we, didn't. Were, we, yeah, we're we couldn't get anything out of her. We'll get something out of her. Uh no. Don't do that. Uh, Aurora close to the bars, but not enough to touch them, just so she, she can talk to this person more, like kind of face to face. And she just, 
ask some. What's your impression of these people who have who have kept you here? Do they seem like they're doing it for malicious purposes? I can hardly get an impression if they never even interact with me. But before that, they must have interacted with you enough to capture Oh, they were pretty furious when I uh, I had gotten in, too. If it weren't for... I don't think they know about... <coughs> and then she says, I'm not going to talk to you till I know who you are. Okay, well, you're fine. Thanks, Keeper. What do you mean, thanks, Keeper? Yeah, why won't, why won't Keeper vouch for us? Because he's a robot. Yeah. He, she freaking he, asked him, and he didn't do anything. Yeah. He's a robot. He's a robot. He's not, not a dead. robot. He's a construct. Uh, when you say thanks, <laughs> Keeper, Keeper says, uh, Keeper says she is very smart. She knows that I could just be a projection. I would not presume to uh, insult her intelligence. Goldman hey, looks Keeper. At, Goldman looks at Keeper and just gives him one of those, like, I don't understand this thing again look. Ren says to keep her, hey, go grab the bars. It's going to shock you, but then she'll see you're not a projection. <laughs> take uh, one. Illusion, take projection, that. whatever the hell you want to call it. Alright. He seems frustrated. Keeper's doing his best, guys. Come on. I think you're totally taking the safest route. We'll see what we can do about getting you out of here. Okay. Thanks for your help. Ren is getting frustrated. Let's she go nods. zap some things in the playlands. Done. As you're going out, she uh, as you're walking away, she just says, "Good luck with the investigation. Please don't take too long." At least we know you're safe. We'll take exactly as long as we need to, and not a moment more. And she says, "You could just bust me out." Nope. I'm sorry. No. That's trouble. That would be Please. Let's we hear this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna trust you. Thanks for trusting us. If I get my equipment, I can create a fake me. We'll put it in the cell. They won't know the difference. Those Sorry. Two words could be an you illusion. In other be, words, a lie. You yeah. might be a projection. We'll yeah. be back. I think that's Jeez. a rat. I think she's a rat. <laughs> Chill on she it. He is a rat. And then as you're walking in, she just goes, Aah! I think there are heavy doors in the prison. <laughs> and then you see her just drawing a big line through your pictures she drew of you guys. <gasps> yeah. She's your only chance. Smashes the ground a bunch of times with a fist. Like she's super strong and destroys the ground. <laughs> Seems just mad. Oh. I would pay lots of gold for her not to be an eventual NPC. <laughs> Alright, we'll uh to the Plaguelands. Alright. To bed and then the Plaguelands. We haven't even slept yet. Let's go sleep and then we the have time. Can we fast forward? I mean, yeah, unless something's happening. Fast forwarding. Leaving to the plague lands. <laughs> yes. Ah, I'm refreshed. So refreshing. Are you taking an extended rest? No. no. Um, We've had three encounters? No. Two. Uh, two. We've two had two. I just got my ameliorating Hey, uh, wait bonus. a second. I don't want to lose it. No, wait. Did we hear... Oh, hold on. As far as surges go, I wouldn't mind. Did I'm we a hear half. about the results from Ushahi? No, we can rearrange surges. We can rearrange surges. We have tons Ushahi now. loses the court. Yeah, but everyone else used a bunch, too. No, but Cole would hear about two. it. It would solve a problem. Level, um, it would solve a problem for Greg, so he wouldn't have to give us the next. Dude, yeah. well, uh, Shay, you lose if you if you take an extended rest. Now. Dude, you can have before. Oh no, wait! You can't take an extended rest. Yeah, now. it would take a week of rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not doing that. That's what I was saying. I thought. Have we got? I thought you got the two milestones. Taking two encounters, two milestones. My fault. How many do you have left? Five. Do you want three of Colvin's? I'll give you one of mine. Too. I can wait for the moment. I mean, okay, he is probably lower. Yep. 
the bottom line is... He has ten left for two encounters. Before, before it's, I it's, encounter, it's, we always just double check. Is everyone feeling like they're going to get killed if they go and fight this encounter? No. We, no. we can go to another encounter, right? Unless yes. there's more okay. mind flares that can tell the bodies. If, if anyone's <laughs> tapped out after two encounters... That changes this... Then we're not level 18. Go back to batting cages, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yeah, go back this to level we, 17. People should be okay. I mean, besides Dale. <laughs> <laughs> to the playlands. Before we leave, that morning, Brance gets up early. He goes out on his own. He's tired of these guys having awesome cloaks and all this stuff. He buys himself a cape. Yes. A cape? An awesome, elegant, deep in mascar cape. What Ooh, color? like a royal Red. Cape. Vibrant red. What magic, uh, uh... What magic do you choose for it? Because you can't... Thousand thread count. That's what magic. <laughs> thousand. <laughs> gorgeous. It's a well, I mean, breathes like a you are actually having trouble finding a cape that does not have no some sort of uh, magical flourish. Brandis will will spend the time um, and money finding a master craft. Perhaps it was created by magical means, but at the end of the day, he wants a plain cloth cape. You're looking for crafting materials then here. You... Yeah. Made, but like already woven through a magical robot or something. I know, but they would make the thing, but then immediately they would enchant it. So you're like a crafting material supply like, store, not like where they sell cakes. <laughs> all right, it takes hours uh, to find someone that's willing to do this. Does it come to physical? Everyone feels like it's a waste of the thread he, to he not. He might enchant commission. It. He might make a commission and then come back later. Cost extra. He's eventually able to find <clears> someone. But uh, they say not to tell. But most people don't tell. Don't tell you got it. Would be like. It would be like asking them to make half a pair of pants, you know? Just be like, what? Someone's going to see that and think that I'm a shoddy craftsman, you know? Why wouldn't I make it, he like, He doesn't glow? sign yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, Finally find someone who, uh... Who will find... Who's someone desperate for cash. The only cape in all of a mascot. It costs you 200,000 gold. So, uh, yeah, he gets himself a cape. Normal, standard cape. It's fine now, but... I mean... Tattered, worn... Muddy. Does the palace have as good a breakfast as the bar we were at with, like, like the every food you want like nice breakfast? Oh, you have like a feeling that probably most places know, have similar food like, here. That's awesome. He got the duster. It literally, like, melted off his back in two combats. This is true. Francis, Francis is going to wear this. He's going to throw like, it at the first monster he sees to distract it. <laughs> like, nah. a, like a cape. All of his nice things just shredded right from his body. I don't know. I keep going back and forth. I want a, like... Permanently nice looking fancy cape, or like, get one that gets like weathered and like torn and tattered. But there's that third option of like it's a napkin after two encounters. Just what I'm just saying, think about that. Like a new cape every week? Yeah. Cape of the Week Club. Cape of the Week. Or it's a cape that regenerates slowly over time. Oh my gosh. <coughs> always tattered, but always a different Maybe places. that's the enchantment. Alright, alright. So, <laughs> now fast forward. We'll think on this. <laughs> Yeah, you will. Or the case of Brandis. Or perhaps he doesn't know. Your quarters is still there at the uh, inn. Once again, as you walk upstairs, it's the only rooms there. And uh, the welcome bench. Yes. You're able to sleep and wake up refreshed. We do. Out. Are we leaving? Is are there multiple exits from the city, or I think it's just the one? Oh, just the one. City of the Great Seal. There's a seal. It's in the front. One place where the seal was, and the rest of it's just a big cavern. Huge. Back across the We got directions. Let's get to the plaguelands. Across the plague mode, through the plague forest, above the plague plateau, down it, take a right, down the plague map. Are you short something because that one guy 
No, from the, the you owe some guy a book teaching oh, or yeah, something. He's definitely. Does he have something of yours? He has Damon's alternate sword. Yeah, we yeah. need to get that back. Uh, okay, I was like, because you have your book, and I'm like, you we'll can't need that. Yeah, they wanted to. Um, yeah, you can. He knows what he's about. Might that. Be like we are going to chat, but I figured we, we have to memorize the ritual, right? And then you're going to bring it back or something? Or, oh yeah, you yeah. Guys are, but I'm. There's no rush because we're not he leaving just has here it. right away. Nope. So we'll be going back. I had forgotten sword. that we had replaced it with Damon's sword, so that's fine. Damon's sword is. All right. I just didn't want you to be at a full capacity. In the morning, Hepto says, "I would prefer to stay here." Okay. Why? He says, "I feel that there is much to learn from these people here, and we will be in a rush when we leave. I would like to have some time to discuss." What makes you say we'll be in a rush, other than? He says, are we not always in a rush? That's true. Ren says to Heptos... Was that like a philosophical statement? Are you going to research the residium trees? He says, I'll research many things. And you sense maybe just the slightest smile crack on Heptos' face. Heptos. Then Ren says to Heptos, "Uh, then we will have much to discuss when I return. Don't get kidnapped. Interested in the the library. are we? Residium he says, I won't get kidnapped. <laughs> they have Good. another Or arrested. No, they have a, they're, they're different. They're, Don't step an, on an any flowers or steal any residium trees. Vacancy for the is what love the neon sign says outside that prison. I trust that he'll be able to handle himself. Yeah. Let's yeah, get out so of here. so far. Because he's lived forever. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Alright. Out we go. Traveling through the Underdark is easy enough with both Aurora and, and uh, Zahar. Zahar as a guide. And if, do you know the Underdark? Do you have engineering? I have engineering. I can see where I'm going. All right. So uh, not walking into walls is also easy because you have rain. Um, <laughs> Watch out, Aurora wall! Uh, Thanks. Turns. It's about a half day's travel through the Underdark, but it is, uh, it's a not super, not, not extremely well-traveled, but a, um, but a path that is considered relatively safe to get to the Plaguelands. Do we manage to kill a drow? No. <laughs> Do we kill anything? I don't know, there's lots of little bugs and critters around, spiders. We'll kill some of those things. Roper. <clears throat> Stuff that you've, you know... Figured out. Okay. There is a roper. Does the roper get? There is. I mean, there's a lot more drow than there are ropers. Everyone loses a healing surge. Yeah, there are some drow like a quarter day's travel from mm. their enemies. Dang. Boucher, he's hungry. Yeah, no. Boucher wants to know what she's got from leveling uh, her. will know very soon. Um. Finally, after half a day's travel, you can see in the distance something that looks very strange. The affected landscape seems to be shrouded in a thick, luminous blue fog. Just very strange looking here in the Underdark. You don't see that much. But it's luminous, so it's kind of, uh, those of you without the light vision, you're probably using some sort of magic to see anyway, but uh, it is, you know, kind of spreading light. And as you get closer... You can see that the area seems to be bounded by a standing liquid. Everything outside the boundary is sharp-edged and clear. Everything inside 
is blurred and wavering as if seen through blue fire, although it does not appear to be fire itself. Well, I'm not turning back now. I bet that isn't not the plague lands. I bet it isn't not the plague lands as well. You can see shapes writhing from within, but from outside, their nature is impossible to determine. Boy. Coben um, walks straight in. Okay. Follow Coben, me Coben is met with the strangest sensation as he walks through the boundary. For it is not the um, the air that he breathes that feels unnatural that catches his attention. It is not the shapes moving around the landscape, but it is the fact that the very land that he's standing on is mutable, uh, sliding slowly and flowing like boiling mud beneath his feet. As he stands there, he finds himself sort of shifting around as uh, nothing is remaining solid and steady. For him, it is like most... It is it is most kind of... not dis- I guess disturbing would be a decent word. Um, that, like, the kind of resonance of, like, the earth and the stone beneath him is something that's quickened. And you think of the earth here. as something that's kind of very rhythmic and steady and kind of, like, he feels kind of pulses of energy as he, as he walks with his bare feet across the land. And the minute he steps onto this plague land, uh, this plague kind of changed ground, and it begins to kind of like undulate beneath him. He kind of senses a quickening of like this energy and this pulse, and it's almost as if kind of like these liquid and kind of like gaseous properties begin to kind of like break down, like this this kind of this rhythm that he he knows is is the stuff of elemental earth, and it is is a rather a kind of upsetting sensation. Whew. You all right? He kind of, he, he seems maybe a little nauseous, like maybe a little bit green in the face, if that's possible. Like, still has the same kind of stern expression, kind of like, he says, yes. <laughs> he continues to move As you forward. walk through, you can see that rivulets of blue fire foliage and even the sky itself slowly mix with the land in a great churn, whose edges are the horizon. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this place. As we're walking through, Brennan's Can we does... just start screaming, hey, anyone here? <laughs> A history check of 25 and tells a story of the last time he was in the playgrounds. Did mm. you guess, Pelscar? No. How was the food? Of course not. Francis Fortitude is much too great for that. The food was plagued. Mm. Unfortunate. The people? Also plagued. Also plagued. The blueberries um, were delicious, though. <laughs> so big as a hand! Juicy! Explosions. Biting a watermelon! <laughs> um. That's our blue bay. You find that navigation through the plague lands is not terribly difficult. It's not like the Shadowfell that you had once been in where, you know, the the tunnels were constantly shifting where they were. While the land is kind of moving, it presents more of an obstacle, not dissimilar to something like quicksand. But, uh, and over a long period of time, you can imagine that, you know, the features may change. But you, you can, you know, the ground is still... Solid, and you can walk through it. And you find, uh, as you start following the directions, you are able to set forth. Okay. Yeah, we get Aurora. She always knows what direction she's going in, right? This place is a little more difficult, I imagine, but... Yeah, all the usual signs is, uh, it's a little bit difficult. You can kind of, it almost seems like the the horizon's even, you know, shifting to the side very slowly, which starts throwing you off, but Aurora is very good at what she does. It doesn't make me queasy, but it makes me uneasy. Little I would say it's almost not even like landmarks. You just, like just, you just kind of feel it like yeah, that's it's, north. It's, like trying to sing and you can't hear the notes you're saying. It still mm-hmm. feels yeah. like something. Yep. One of the things that's such a, a poetic way of putting it. 
It's gonna be the same applicable. Oh, I don't like that sound. Brings a little bit on edge himself as well. He's as he's telling his story of the last time he was in the Plaguelands, not in the Underdark, of course. Um, it, of course, uh, how did it end? Ended with a large ambush. Um, you were ambushing people? And points out nope. that part of the story is not clear. Oh. Um, <laughs> the ambush went terribly. But uh, <laughs> someone. There were many deaths. Um, but uh, he does say that a place where all of your earth based, very grounded, very dungeoneering, very underdarky people like the Zahar, people are all kind of thrown off and out of their element, is a perfect place to get jumped by a bunch of. Spell scary people. Hooligans. Yeah. Hooligans. Spell scar. Does Brandis look much affected, uh, much affected or disoriented by it all? Not. It's, he's, it's, it's, he's not like, ugh. He's just got that look like, you know, indigestion where it doesn't hurt, but you can just feel <coughs> stuff <coughs> inside you. Right now. It's just kind of unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like... Alright. Oh, As you travel... It certainly affects after a long bit of traveling, you start to um, see the first la- uh, the first landmark that you were given in your directions as uh, you were able to yeah, take slight right and continue on trekking forward. You find it's not terribly difficult to navigate, but your sense of time is becoming uh, hard to yeah warped, hard to hard to follow. You're having to keep track of how many hours it has been that you've been walking through here, and you realize that the direction that he is given. Uh, will take quite some time to travel through here, for this place must be deep into these plague lands. Oh, great. And travel is slower, you know, with the with the land is a little more dangerous. You can't just be running along. You you could slip on the shifting ground all of a sudden. So you have to kind of walk into through a chasm going. that opens up in is front of like you. Is it forests? Like kind of tundra? Is it like rock? It um, it'd be much more described like um like sand dunes. Okay, with volcanic uh, rock in them. for much of it. Yeah. Uh, it sounds almost to me like imagine if you could walk on the surface of the ocean. Yeah. So there's like waves and all that kind of stuff That's going on. Excellent description of it. Nice. Yeah. Sand yeah. ocean. There's volcanic Sand. rock too. Plague ocean. Yeah. And smoky fire. That's really very disorienting. Blue. Does it smell? Why do people go here? Uh yeah, it smells um, How does it smell? Like Rocks. ozone. It smells like Rotting, but not like a rotting flesh. Like this is it's, it's like rotting plant life. It's corruption. Like the spell scar. It's a scar it and it's a plague. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's, it's a wrongness. Like, like like spoiled food is like it's an evolutionary like a gag reflex. Mm-hmm. There's kind of that here, but you can't it's to not, the environment itself. Yeah. It's like almost visually that way too. Like it's just it's disturbing to look at. You reach a cliff face, as described would happen. And looking along, you find uh, you have to walk along it for a ways before you find the path that uh, leads up the cliff face. But the path is sort of shifting around, and if you don't get on it quickly, you realize that that path may not be there anymore. Another one might pop up somewhere else to Stay be able to people. get up to the top. That's what Dremen said. And as you walk up, it kind of zigzags around as it was straight when you got on it, but now it's zigzagging and it's sort of dropping down and raising up. And as you get to the top, you see that before you it's just a forest. Uh, a forest of dead, decrepit trees, but they are moving around as if they are limbs 
or, or you know, as if they are uh, limbs on a living creature who's just kind of swinging them around. You don't feel any wind, but they, uh, they're, they're moving, moving around. They've got them flowing. They are sort of flowing with the ground a little bit, but mm. there's no pattern to the the way that the branches are like blowing. It's not like there's wind going in all in one direction. They're just moving in a different direction, which is uh, oh, even more disorienting. Okay, yeah. can we avoid the trees, or do we have to go through the that trees? That is where you have to go through. Well, that's where the directions go through. There could be other ways. Yeah, we're I'm sure we can accidentally stumble on a better way. way. <laughs> nah. Merc, let's go with the to order the, of the, the directions of legends. I think I've got a better idea. Come on, the forest, it's clearly better over someone somewhere over here. <laughs> the jagged rock gardens. As you walk through the forest, you start to hear noises coming don't like noises. Through the branches on each That's side of you, it is little um, shrieks and howls, uh, as if from a plague um, monkeys, as if from a monkey. <gasps> you know what happened last time this group met up with monkeys? Either farming in our shop or farming in our portal. Excuse me. Um, I'm not familiar with plague monkeys. Does someone want to do a nature check? See if you can see one or see exactly where they're at. Three to two. Uh, Twenty-seven. <laughs> that does not treat me right. Uh, Twenty-eight. Hugh manages to just barely see swinging through some branches at very high speed is a whole uh, is a whole swarm of these small monkeys that are very deformed. Each one of them has one limb longer than the other, and uh, some of them don't even appear to have faces. Some are walking with their no rear faces. end forward. Uh, it's just. Uh, each of them deformed in disgusting different ways as they shriek and howl and leap down onto you. God. Yeah. Is there like an evidence of like spell scar, kind of like blue flame in... Oh yeah. It's like flowing through them. Is it one of those things where if we just stay still and don't... don't... They're about to leap from the branches onto your heads. Colvin is going to roll an endurance check to endure the plague monkeys. What? I was thinking we could kill them. 33. Let's not just go around. Goldman does not want to kill the monkeys. He was let them pass. Let's just let the monkeys crawl upon us. Maybe they'll jump on us. That's exactly what Colbin's doing. Well, that's what Colbin's doing. What what is Aurora doing? Uh, He sees them coming and is able to kind of avoid the ones like trying to jump onto him as they continue to move past almost like a stampede. There's not much she can do. Blade monkeys. I have no idea what to do in this situation. It's not really a. You can't diplomatize monkeys away. Perry's a monkey. You use the flat of a shadow blade. Very right. difficult feat. Slap! Right so the just kind of. Ren. Get him right in his blank face. Ren gets his cape in full flame mode and <laughs> is just emanating heat and is hoping that that will scare off some of them and if any of them come up too close to him, that it will at least singe them and. Make them run the other way. Sort of a don't jump here. Yes, kind of a vibe. Exactly. What did you get on your roll? <laughs> you want me to roll? Yes. On your nature check? No, no, no. It should be one of your skills. Oh, I did a 28 history that I was doing when we first came in here. But that... No, no. For this specific situation, parrying the guys, it could be like an athletics thing. Athletics. It could be a... Does that have to be athletics? <laughs> did you already roll? Yeah. 20, yes. 21. Oof. 29. Arcana. It's bad a twenty arcana. Um, all right, and what did Aurora? Aurora is going to attempt to look uh, uninteresting, 
basically. <laughs> Unappealing? Unappealing. She's going to do a bluff check to kind of just be like... Look like an inanimate object. Perfect for climbing upon. Well, you know, something that would not that would not be interesting. Wait, or, what would the monkey like? A glowing person? A glowing person, possibly. So she, she's going to just try to make herself as, as unappealing a target. Well, she is dwarvish. I mean, she could probably tra- channel some dwarvishness in there. Well, I, and maybe I was do thinking that. of doing either a bluff or an intimidation check, ability. so I don't know what... Invoke <laughs> racial repulsiveness. Hey. That's what he's saying. That is what he's saying. <laughs> I regret bringing this up already. I don't... I think it's a great idea. Could I... What, what do you recommend I roll? Um... Um... Bluff Something to avoid a monkey bluff. jumping. Bluff is good. Whatever. Bluff is good. I like bluff. Bluff, bluff works. Bluff can be a faint. Okay, well. it's a 16. Alright. Far um, too attractive. Far too. <laughs> hey, you only half dwarf. You only got half the repulsion. Yeah. Find that the monkeys coming down with their claws digging down threaten to hurt both Brandis and Aurora. It'll uh, cause two <coughs> healing surges lost. Two? But some, uh, one each. But someone else can uh, take the hit. I'll take the hit. No, I have plenty. I have plenty. I also have plenty. I have ten. You want to take one of mine? Take them. You want to take both of them? You have twenty? I have ten left. Oh. Twenty total? No, twelve total. Oh, okay. I've lost like nine. Where did you get twenty? Where'd you get twenty? I don't know. I'm clearly hearing things. <laughs> Look, the plague lands. Twenty? No, your ten. Twenty total? Dude, get off the twenty. It's not twenty. <laughs> Let All right. It be. Um, yeah, I took both of them. You took both it both? So I have eight, yeah. Okay. As Coleman makes this, yeah, describe it. Yeah, so as these monkeys just, just crawling up and down and around Coleman, who, it, with his natural rock-like armor, doesn't seem to be bothered at all, kind of goes over and just kind of, uh, basically, all of a sudden he grabs Aurora and just thrusts her down in the earth, and she just ah! falls down into kind of, like, kind of uh, uh, whatever, I guess, an a earthen womb, and the monkeys just all of a sudden left with no one to, to stand on, just fall to the ground and scuttle away. And then, uh, then Brandis, he kind of, he, uh, he pounds this on the ground as a big uh, kind of earthen fist comes and just rings Brandis like a <coughs> large bell, and like the pulsating armor just like drives the monkeys away in a frenzy. And Brandis gives them a couple of whacks as they <laughs> as they scurry off. And Brandis says, "Thanks for getting that monkey off my back." Yeah, Colvin says they're very irritable. And then as the monkeys all pass, you just see one that is uh, extra fat and just <laughs> slow behind as it passes by and doesn't hurt anybody. Obviously, Copeland helps the up out of the earth. <laughs> doesn't need you there. Aurora <laughs> looks not, not worse for wear. Just kind of looks appreciative, if somewhat sheepish, that it had to happen that, that way at all. Copeland says, the monkeys seem to like you a lot. I don't think those are the first wild monkey-ish things I've seen. I mean, there were Shop and probably a couple other ones in Olgarth, but... Who's walking really in front of the apes monkey? <laughs> and That's as... That's true. Shop was not actually a monkey monkey. <laughs> he was a man. We called him Dr. Continuing to travel through the eerie plague-changed forest, you find other threats looming on the horizon, which we will get to next week. Amazing.